Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. so much. Steve Quill, let me welcome him to the radio program tonight. Stand by. Steve, are you on with us tonight? Hey, I'm on, Bruce. Thanks for the opportunity to come on with you. Brother, God bless you. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I'll probably have you start the program off in prayer because we're going to need prayer tonight to keep our servers up. Uh, I've never seen so many people turn out. (laughs) Well, listen, uh, you know, the thing is, I think God's people are hungry for more of him and we're going to talk about tonight where god's people stand and i'd like to pray bruce thank you for letting me pray because never in the history of the church of jesus christ has so much unseen uh... evil entities been ready to thrust onto the world stage and you and i both have talked about off the air uh, and, and never on the air but about spiritual warfare god bless you for what you're doing because i want to share something with the listeners Probably there's no greater testimony to the kingdom of God and the power of the Holy Spirit than when people are set free from demonic bondage through the blood of Jesus, the word of the Lord, and the power of the anointing. And Amen. It's interesting because Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, that means the kingdom of God has come to you this day. I submit, Bruce, 99 out of 100 Christians that I've met in my life, and when I say I've met tens of thousands, that's probably an understatement get very squeamish when we start talking about what we're going to talk about. So I know that Romy and Sue, and there are so many intercessors out there praying for us tonight, 
that we'll have a clear, uninterrupted word of the Lord for those people who are really hungry for something from God. I've gone beyond now of warning. I think uh, I've warned and warned and warned and warned, and now it's time to basically lead the people of God to the King of glory and the fountain of life that only Jesus can provide. And this is something that's interesting, Bruce, because you know you've probably heard me say this on the radio. A lot of people said to me over the years, and a lot of people turned away from me, when I, uh, they said, well, if you just talk, quit talking about that Jesus stuff, we'd listen to you more. And I said, if I quit talking about Jesus, my tongue would cleave to the root of my mouth. Everything that the Lord has been merciful to me. You know, one of the scriptures I love, it says, Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them as white as wool. And I'm laying the groundwork before I pray. Because God's people have to understand something. They will either uh, seek him now, where he may be found, or be (laughs) through, excuse me, getting over bronchitis. They'll be thrust into a world of the unseen becoming very much seen, the invisible becoming visible. And there's a full court press, as you only well, uh, know too well, Bruce, of the powers of darkness against the people of God. Have you ever seen more uh, attack on the people of God than you're seeing now? Brother, I never have, and uh, we've only scratched the surface with it. Because I right. know that uh, for in the end time, Satan also knows that, and he's going to be unleashing his host of hell. We're going to start seeing a manifest. Well, yeah, and there's never been a time like this. Jesus said, nor would be again, and except the days be shortened for the elect's sake, there'd be no flesh left alive. Now, again, this is important because, listen, I know no other gospel than the supernatural gospel of Jesus Christ. I know no other power than the power of the blood of the Lamb and the resurrected King of glory. I am so heartbroken this week, Bruce, that so few people taking up a an openly, uh, I would say this, uh, an open word, if you would, or an open rebuke against those that would portray our Lord in, in, uh, in such, uh, and I won't go, diabolical uh, and wicked uh, positions and call it art, and then have a pastor and his wife ask the artist to come and portray a picture of Jesus. You know, listen, what makes me crazy, and I'm sorry, somebody said, well, that's a negative confession. No, it's a, there is such a thing as righteous indignation. Amen. And my knowledge, and if someone wants to send you or me my an email, tell me anybody except that, and I say God bless the woman that went in there with the crowbar, and I'm talking about the art exhibit that was in Colorado showing Jesus in some of the most disgusting uh, uh, situations possible. God bless that woman. And I tell you what, she's a hero of faith, because I don't believe for one minute that anybody who truly loves Jesus would basically do nothing. And this is what I'm trying to get across tonight, Bruce. We're going to talk about, and if the Lord leads, we'll go to the second hour. We're going to talk about the impotence of the body. We're going to talk about oilless virgins, okay? We're going to talk about people that should have been equipped uh, by uh, teachers, pastors, shepherds after God's own heart. But alas, you know, they've been abandoned to the wolves. So tonight we're declaring this to be a wolf-free zone. Is that okay with you? Hey, we amen by that. The mouths of very jackal and hyena in Jesus' name. Yes. Bruce, such great, great trepidation is upon most who are listening to this broadcast tonight. Everybody knows that the other shoe is getting ready to drop. Everybody knows that things are about to change. Yet, isn't it amazing to you that the silence is deafening? from, quote, 60 million, quote, professing evangelicals, maybe more than that, silence. I think what I'm addressing tonight, and you've been ministering tonight, Bruce, 
since the time you went back on the radio, is you're uh, basically addressing the remnant, and so am I. So let me pray for the people of God, and again, you can join in when I quit if you want to pray, but before we get into what we got to get into, because tonight, and I say to everyone that's listening to you, you take what I'm telling you to the Lord. If you can't receive it, put it on a shelf. But take it to the Lord, because he called me to be a watchman. I've been doing what he called me to do on talk radio for 15 years. And now the time has come to prepare the people of God to meet their king. You know, John the Baptist said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Yes. You're my, and every Christian needs to say, repent to those around us. We start first with ourselves, for the king comes. I've never seen a more, uh, I would say, um, uh, how do I say this? sinisterly weakened group of people that are so ashamed of Jesus. You know, I deal with them day in and day out, Bruce. I get three to 500 emails a day, wow. a lot of phone calls. And I always like the, uh, the, the ones that have religious-sounding names, but won't even, they're so afraid of someone coming to take them away in the night. Uh, please don't use my name. Don't, 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 don't. And I'm just looking for the group of people that do the will of God. Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord but it's those who do the will of God. So, you know, tonight I think we're going to talk about upsetting the apple carts. I have one thing to say about sacred cows. They make great burgers but poor idols, okay? <laughs> so the thing is is that people have got to let go and seriously ask Jesus to lead them and guide them. There are people Amen. wanting you, me, and others to make God-like decisions for their lives, and we have to go to God to get our own direction. Amen, brother? Amen to that. And, uh you all have heard me uh, use a phrase many times on this program, uh, but I didn't coin it. Uh, I've all, often said uh, when the time to act come, the time to prepare is over with, and I took it from the man himself, Steve Quell, who coined that word. Uh, and, you know, Brother Steve, uh, time is running out. Well, I believe that, and I want to share something. You and I, Bruce, are on record now. Here's the thing, and I want to put this into perspective. When you're ahead of time by the mercy of God, and you're warning people a decade ahead of the time that's coming. Obviously, the first thing that uh, is usually dealt with an uncomfortable truth is ridicule, scorn, uh, disbelief, character assassination, and ad hominem attacks, meaning you kill the messenger, then you don't have to live with the message. The reason why the message is so watered down is because those who have vessels given to them by the living God, the merciful God of heaven, basically don't want to carry the master's water. And, you know, the thing is, is that I've I got to tell you something. Uh, having been saved mercifully by the blood of Jesus for 38 years now, and having studied under some of the greatest men and women teachers in the world, and most of them are gone to be with Jesus now, I'm absolutely, uh, how do I say this, brokenhearted over the lack of real teaching in the body of Christ. I'm not talking about idiot vision. I'm not talking about high-definition heresy, okay? I'm talking about the pure, unadulterated Word of God. And like my time to warn is over. Jesus has told us over and over, these things are so. Fear not, fear not. Dave Wilkerson put out a calendar with 365 fear nots, and yet every day, and I must admit, when I think of the overwhelming nature, the visions I've gotten today shared, not given to me, but people sharing them to me, I'll be posting them Monday, they are absolutely blood-curdling, okay? Now, I, I, I've asked the Lord, I said, Lord, where do I go tonight with Bruce? And he basically told me, just, he said, pray 
and then I'll tell you where to go. Okay, so can we pray? Praise God. Go for it, Steve. Yeah, amen. Well, Father, in Jesus' name, what an honor and a privilege to come before your throne tonight with praise and thanksgiving. King David learned that he said, I will enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. And, Lord, those who are the sheep of your pasture, Lord, those who are the redeemed of the Lord, I pray, God, for a special, special revelation of how much you love them. Lord, your word says that the goodness of God leads men to repentance. Father, the devil has distorted who you are, and, and, and he has absolutely taken total or declared total war against your son, Jesus. But, Lord, tonight I, I just yield to the Spirit of God, and I Bruce does too, that, Lord, this night would be a blessing, an encouragement, a, a fulfilling of your heart's desire for your people. Lord, your word states that your people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, and the acknowledging of the Lord Jesus Christ to come upon each and every true and willing heart that's listening to this broadcast. Lord, it's, it's the old statement that, that you made so many times that if you've told us earthly things and, and they believe you not, how can you tell heavenly things? Lord, I bind the spirits of darkness in Jesus' name. Bruce and I are in agreement. If one will chase a thousand, two will chase ten thousand. And Lord, only you know who's interceding for this show, Lord. But Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that everyone who is on the threshold of accepting Jesus, I ask, Lord, that their sins be remitted unto them for 24 hours. Your word declares, whoever sins we remit are remitted unto them. Whosoever sins we retain are retained. But, Lord, I ask you remit the sins of those who have been fighting against you. I ask, Lord, that you'll bring back the backsliders. Father, I wrote the book on backsliding. I'm not proud of it, but you drew me back out of my backslidings, Jesus. And, Lord, I just thank you that you're the fountain of living water. And, Lord, we're all settling for spit that's about a micron thick. Lord, there are people that need miracles tonight. I'm not talking about any, you know, hokey uh, television stuff. I'm talking about real miracles, Lord. Father, your word says if, if, if you be lifted up, you'll draw all those listeners unto you. And, Lord, Bruce and I lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. We lift up, Lord, and we exalt you in your glory and your holiness. Lord, I pray supernaturally that you would bring total, total restoration to everyone who is suffering from a physical malady. And, Lord, if you're about ready to lead your people out of Babylon, and, Lord, lead them into the wilderness as you did the children of Israel, when you led them out of Egypt, Lord, your word says there went not one feeble out from amongst them. You healed every disease. Their shoes didn't wear out. And, Lord, that's not a fairy tale. That's our God. And, Lord, you're mighty, and you're an awful God. When I say awful, I mean the word as it was originally designed. Full of awe, Lord, you absolutely are the pearl of great price. Father, in Jesus' name, grant unto Bruce, grant unto me tonight the things that will enable your people to go forth in victory. And, Lord, I rebuke the spirit of fear over every single one because I'm asking tonight that your love be perfected in each and every child of God's life that loves you and that the fear be gone in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you will have everybody that is listening to this broadcast who is called by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ or calls you, Lord, to be at the right place at the right time, never at the wrong place at the wrong time, and to make them invisible from all of the invading armies that are coming upon this land, that you would absolutely hide them in the pavilion of your presence. That's what it literally means, Lord, 
in Psalm 91. So, Father, in Jesus' name, rise up within your people, Lord. Gather the scattered sheep, O King of glory. Gather the heartbroken. Father, the Spirit of the Lord is upon Bruce, upon me, and upon every Christian that is anointed and who has come into the knowledge, saving knowledge of Jesus Christ to bind up the brokenhearted, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, and to set the captives free. And Lord, Bruce and I warn the Spirit against every curse, every single curse returned to sender. We come against every single yes. evil spoken word against us. Lord, we silence the voice of the jackals and the hyenas and say, go back into the desert from whence you came. And, Lord, I pray a special blessing tonight, Lord, on your servant Bruce, Lord. The, my brother gave me a glass of water when I thought I would die in the desert, yet he was there. I ask you bless him, prosper him. And, Lord, I'm saying that you would multiply your miracles and the manifestation of your power through his ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank you, Father God, for this time of fellowship tonight. Uh, I cover everybody tuning into this broadcast for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for Steve Quell, Father God, that he has put himself on the front lines for over 20 years to sound this alarm. And I ask that you would open everybody's ears tonight and their eyes, that we'll be able to see and hear clearly tonight, God, what you'd have us to know. And uh, we ask, God, that you would loose warrior angels out right now to stand guard over Steve and his family. I ask for a wall of fire of the Holy Ghost in accordance with Zechariah 2 and 5. And I bind any witchcraft attacks that have been sent against him. And I break any curses, and I command them to go back to where they came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father God, tonight. Amen. And Amen. if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. It's my special honor to have on Steve Quell tonight. Steve's website is stevequell.com. That's Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. For those of you who do not know Steve Quell, and I would be surprised if there's many that don't, Steve, you've been on radio for almost two decades. Well, yeah, I, actually with my own show for 15 years. Prior to that, I was on for a couple of years as a regular guest on uh, different shows, and that's what launched me. And I want to say something, and I think this is important. I want to share with people where I'm coming from, because never in the history, I think, of any talk show host have more people assumed or presumed to know me speak on my behalf. And let me share this. There's nobody I have authorized to speak on my behalf, okay? Yeah. There are, and I'm saying that for a reason, Bruce. When I was called to be a watchman, and it was given to me to have a Joseph's ministry, it was in the very presence of Jesus. Now, the Bible says no man has seen God the Father at any time and lived. But the Scripture and history teach that Jesus appears to different people at different times. Amen. I was a filmmaker at Montana State University. I'm sharing this because I think the people who may not know me need to hear my testimony. Amen. To, I want to hear it, Steve. Yeah, to understand Perfect. how come I do what I do. I absolutely was raised in a total non-Christian environment. At 13 years of age, I was a full-fledged alcoholic. I was a party animal, and I basically go multi-continents to do what I did best, and that was basically uh, chase skirts and party hardy. Okay, uh, I would work all summer, head to Europe. Excuse me, work all winter, head to Europe, and uh, let's just say this: Europe was my playground, and until I was found by the living God. 
I went into a Hal Lindsey meeting in 1972, didn't know anything about the Bible. I was so ignorant that I knew nothing. And I know that sounds really hard. Was not raised in a Christian home. My father was an alcoholic, abused my mother, and I basically lived out of my own home from the time I was 13 on. Wow. You get pretty street uh, smart. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I say to those of you that don't have this testimony, God bless you, because you don't have the scars and you don't have the, uh, uh, the temptation that uh, those who have come out of the world are continually attacked with. But saying all that, I walked into, in 1972, I walked into a Hal Lindsey meeting at Montana State University. I was a president of Animal House. It was uh, Phi Delta Theta. Uh, they were kicked off campus, by the way. Uh, we were notorious for our, uh, let's just say this, John Belushi would have blushed. The thing is, is that, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying to give as honest a testimony, but without glorying in my sin, okay? But to the glory of God, I knew nothing about Jesus. I knew nothing about anything related to God. Uh, the only thing I knew, I knew is that I was going to do what I was going to do. The philosophy that drove me was pretty much uh, self-pleasure. And when I say self-pleasure, you know, party hardy, and that's the best way I can say it. Walked into the meeting, Hal Lindsey started explaining to me who Jesus was, uh, the basis of Bible prophecy. It was about the time he wrote the book, The Late Great Planet Earth. Yes. And something captivated me because I'd always been a student of history. As a matter of fact, when I was at the university prior to meeting Jesus, Bruce, I was studying anthropology, art, uh, history. Those are my minors. But I was in uh, film and television, which MSU had a great and still has a great department. I was in there to basically make uh, co combine science fiction and uh, pretty raunchy movies. And, 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 and that was about the time that Barbarella was out by Federico Fellini. So oh, yeah, Jane Fonda. That's right. Yeah, I had I had some really uh, bad role models, but something happened to me that night. As I heard Hal explaining who Jesus was, there was a cry in my heart, and he told me that Jesus would forgive me. And he said, "If you're the most vile sinner," and I thought, "Boy, I fit that category." And I'm not being melodramatic. This is literally the thoughts I thought in my head at the time. He basically pointed at me and said, Jesus loves you. And boy, I tell you what, instantly I said, if Jesus is God, he, that's the only one that could love me. I don't even think I loved myself at that point. I loved everything else, but I certainly didn't love myself. By the way, I wasn't high and I wasn't drunk. I was living uh, with my mother. My dad was living apart from my mother. I went home to my basement room, Bruce, and instantly appeared Jesus, literally wow. in the flesh, not in a dream, not in a vision. I fell at his feet as one dead. I said, who are you, Lord? I couldn't get up. I, I physically couldn't get up. I was trying to do push-ups. I was trying to get up. I couldn't get up until he lifted me up. He looked into my eyes, and every cell in my body exploded with love and forgiveness. Absolutely something happened to me. What was interesting is he said, I, and I said, who are you? He said, I am Jesus, your Savior, and I'm going to give you a Joseph's ministry. Now, I've got to tell you something. I didn't know who Joseph was, okay? I didn't know anything, okay? Nothing, nada. And this is what people have to understand. He then basically gave me a panorama of history. I saw events in the future. Now, understand, I knew nothing of Bible prophecy except what I heard that night from Hal Lindsey. But then he said, it's sealed up. It will be revealed to you as it unfolds in time. And he said, you're going to know me through... And this is the Lord talking to me. And by the way... Yes. He was, his hair was white. His eyes were a burning fire. I can tell you this, that all I can say is, is that it happened. It wasn't a dream. Praise it wasn't God. a vision. 
instantly I was one of the most foul-mouthed people in the world, and I still fight that because the devil knows you know, where my weak spot was, and I thank all of you who are praying for me in that realm. And instantly, instantly, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and began wow. to speak in other tongues. I didn't even know what that was, okay? I laid in the glory of God, and he said to me, he said, you're going to know me through my word. Well, after he left, and I'm telling you, you know, I just sat there in the glory of God speaking a language I never learned. Now, a lot of people say, well, that doesn't happen. I can only say this. It happened to me the same way they got in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, and Acts chapter 19. And so the interesting thing was I was going with a young lady. I called her. Her name was Judy. I said, Judy, what's happened to me? And she told me what the baptism of the Holy Spirit was. And she said, you probably ought to go to this Assembly of God church, and they can help you. Well, to make a long story short, I went to the Assembly of God church. A pastor there, a gentleman by the name of John Weaver, told me what had happened. And I was kind of like, uh, let me just say this. If you guys understand how, how uh, the Assembly of God was in those days, the pastors wore pretty much white shoes and white belts, all had the same hairdos, and basically, if you went into an Assembly of God church, now there were exceptions, but, you know, it was pretty much the same. But that man told me what had happened, and it was fascinating because, you know, I I had such a hunger for the Lord, but I still couldn't believe Adam and Eve, uh, Noah's Ark, you know, the things that everyone else just accepts who are Christians. About two months later, two guys come, this this is going to blow your mind, two guys come from Seattle to the Christian bookstore, and I'm in the Christian bookstore buying all the stuff, but I wasn't there at the time. And they said, and they did not know me, and I did not know them. They said, I've, we've been sent from uh, the Lord to seek out a man named Steve Quayle and lay our hands on him that he might know the Lord through his oh, word. Wow. Now, that's a pretty interesting thing, okay? Remember, the last person that told me that was Jesus. Well, well that's a Paul of uh, Damascus experience. Well, right I can tell you this. Uh, in my case, I felt blessed. You know, I, I've told people many times, and I borrowed this from a friend of mine. I said, you know, what people lose track of is the donkey may have been a, a small ass, but he still got to carry the king of glory, okay? <laughs> yes. So I've always taken the position. I can't explain why. I have, you know, you, you read the scripture, blessed are you when all men speak evil of you for my namesake. I've been challenged, I, I, and I've got to be blunt with you. I've been accused of everything that you can be accused of, and, and even some of my accusers who say they've worked for me have never worked for me. So the thing is, is that most people, I can tell you this, you could not handle the heat, the character assassination, the death threats, the uh, assassination attempts without God's protection. It just is Amen impossible. To that. Okay. Yes. And again, for those of you who have interceded for me, for Romy, for Sue Bradley, for Liz D in Texas, for uh, Liz in in uh, uh, the Upper Peninsula, for Greg, for all of you out there, for JD and JP and all of you, you get to share in the fruit of whatever God yes. has brought out of my life. And see, this is a group deal. Uh, I, uh, Bruce, I've got to tell you, I'm excited to come on your show because I don't have any limitations. My favorite subject, my favorite person, my excitement in life centers around Jesus and the story. And, and I've done talk radio, and I've done a lot of talk radio, and I've never, uh, I've never seen even the big guys. There are guys who are really famous. That, that it's, like, it's like they're afraid of offending anyone. Uh, and when they go on the big talk shows, and for the record, Coast to Coast is one of the largest talk shows in the world, if not yes. the largest talk show. And so I can tell you this, a lot of Christians listen to uh, Coast to Coast, and they want to have answers about what's going on, okay? 
Well, I'll bring everybody up to speed because, again, I've learned not, and, and don't take this wrong, anybody, but, again, I've been challenged by everybody. Well, you didn't really see Jesus. You just thought you saw Jesus. I've got to tell you something. I went from the guttermost to the uttermost in one night. I so rapidly changed. Nothing came out of my mouth. I would walk into a place, and you'll, you'll appreciate this, Bruce. In those days, in 1972, there was such a precious anointing, and Romy, you'll identify with this. I know she's listening and praying tonight. When I would walk into a room and there would be demon-possessed people or uh, witches, warlocks, and everything else in the world, you know, or the Maharishi Maheshi's boys, something would happen, Bruce. People would start screaming, and they would start falling down, many of them frothing on the mouth. Now, I want to share something. Everything I'm saying is about Jesus, okay? I didn't know what was going on, you know? And I, I kept saying, Lord, what's going on? And he said, just testify of me and let me work through you. I thought, this is pretty cool. Uh, I could share literally hundreds of incidents. I would walk into, and, and this is important for the listeners to understand, I would walk into meetings with some of the most famous Christian preachers in the world, and I'd be the guy with the long hair and a, a beard, you know, uh, and, and, and people think, you know, some people say, what are you trying to do? Look like Jesus said, I wish I could act like Jesus. I'd be happy then, you know. But the thing is, then prophecies would flow, and things would happen, and, and it, was just, it was just a supernatural occurrence. So when I tell people, and I'm telling your listeners tonight, I know other, no other gospel. I know nothing other than the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and there's nothing that's going to carry people through this time outside of their personal surrendered relationship to Jesus. I, I, and I've got to share this. I've been used by the Lord. I was one of the originators of the survival movement, everyone, 30-some years ago. And I know it sounds like an old guy. I'm 59, but I think I started in the survival movement at about 21. So how many wow. years is that? 38? Wow, you've been doing that for a long time. Right. Uh, Hawk and others, uh, oh, good night. A lot of people remember the old American Survival Guide. And yeah. they remember, you know, Mal Tappan's, uh, you know. So the thing is, is that uh, I, I was trying to, you know, even then, uh, you know, get to, the, get to the place where I knew that things would get tough, okay? But I don't think that people understood the times at that time and in in looking forward to the future. So when I wrote my books, okay, let's just talk with Breathe No Evil. No publisher would talk it. I was talking about biological and chemical warfare before anybody even knew what it was. I was talking about clandestine nuclear weapons on the black market before anybody knew what it was. I was talking about fallen angels and giants and aliens and all that stuff, putting it into a biblical context, because I believe the scripture that says, study to show yourselves approved unto God, a workman, a workman that, you know, need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the truth. And, Bruce, the reason why we're losing so many of the brethren to the occult and to the New Age movement is because people are giving them answers, and many cases are giving them 95% truth, but it's a 5% uh, non-truth that damns them to hell. Amen to that, Steve. Uh, Deception is abounding. Uh, You know, people are um, tuning into many of these mainstream televangelists and ministries that I believe are preaching another gospel. I call it the gospel of Judas. You know, it's all about the prosperity um, movement. And, folks, I have nothing against uh, a Christian being prosperous, but uh, we are in the last hours of the last days. When I believe, Steve, uh, the... uh, We'll see a return of the uh, the fallen angels, just as they came in Genesis 6. And I want you to talk a little bit about that tonight, too. Um, you can wake up, folks, and the whole world can change. 
literally, from the time you well, went to bed. And let me tell people, and I'll get right into it again. I just want people to know the Scripture tells you to know those who labor amongst you, okay? Amen. And, and I get bust, and I won't, and you know, I'm blunt, and you know that, okay? I don't ever mean to be blunt to the point of being offensive, but since so many men out there have forgotten that God gave them their male plumbing to be men, yeah. that they, they have forfeited and abdicated their role in the families, in the church. And i got to say this, friendship with the world is enmity with God. That's what it says. But I can tell you this, and, and I, I say this, you know, seriously, Bruce, you know, it's sad when you look back. Ladies and gentlemen, at, when, when we come to our last breath, you know, when we come under whatever condition, the only one that's going to be there with us is the one who saved us and loved us in the first place, you know? Hey, I didn't come into this world, you know, with anything on me except my birthday suit. But I'm going out by the grace of God, clothed in his righteousness, to be adorned with what he sees fit, and that's a robe of righteousness. Look, you know, this is something that's amazing. We look at the patriarchs of the Old Testament and the New Testament. These were all guys that had baggage. Man, I once thought that I should basically go into the Samsonite business because I had so much baggage. But I can tell you this, when you see what is required to get on board with, uh, you know, the Lord's program, all that baggage just kind of gets left at the station. And when I'm talking baggage, I'm talking problems. I'm talking about there's probably no one listening to us tonight that hasn't suffered hurt, rejection, defeat, betrayal, you know, uh, physical maladies, mental maladies, uh, didn't have a mother, didn't have a father, were abandoned, you know. I want to tell you tonight that if, if, if I could just share this with you, is that Jesus is holding out the white flag, which means it's as white as snow, and you can come to him and be that way too. You know, I, I think it's great. Only the King of Glory, the Lord Jesus Christ, can turn a dung heap into a fruitful field, you know. And, and, and Bruce, one of the things that's destroying God's people's lives, I want to share this, is the high-technology, high-definition television mind control. You know, everybody used to say if we talked about that stuff, we were tinfoil hat people. Yes. Well, I got news for you. If you even understand infrasonics, I-N-F-R-A-S-O-N-I-C-S, if you go and read Tom Horn's website and all of the mind control that Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, is funding, and then you see the Surveillance Society, I'm going to make it so simple tonight by the grace of God. What the devil has promised the Illuminati, the Illuminated Ones, the Luciferians, is life eternal without having to pay the consequences or face God and be sent to hell. Now, he's the deceiver, okay? It's no problem. Your body's not going to wear out because we're going to clone you a new one. It's no problem about your mind being riddled with Alzheimer's because we're going to download your entire uh subconscious, collective subconscious, and we're going to basically make a complete another you that can perpetuate eternal sin in an unredeemed state, and you don't even have to worry about God. And not only that, but we're going to enhance you that, guess what, you don't even need God because you're going to be God. You're going to have all knowledge, all power, and everything will be at your command. Sounds like a pretty good lollipop, right? But yeah, the only one that's guys... going to buy into it is somebody that the devil has suckered. And this is the promise. You know, it was no different in the Garden of Eden. Ye shall be as gods. This is what's going on now. What I've tried to do, and I believe what the Lord called me to do, he told me this, Bruce. If I would be faithful, 
Okay, people say, do you really believe you hear God? I can tell you this. I've seen him. I hear him. I've been before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. I don't know anybody else that I've heard their testimony that's been before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. And I can tell you this. It's not for heaven or hell, but it's what were you faithful with what I gave you? Amen. I'm telling you, when the Lord Jesus on his alabaster throne of glory looks down in you and you're known as you are, you can't hide, you can't make excuses. All I could do in that situation is say, forgive me, Lord, give me another chance, and I'll, I will be fruitful. And that had after been after I'd seen him and had remarkable testimonies. I was like on fire for the Lord. I hit the, I, I was basically, I got to tell you something. When I went to MSU and I went there from, I think, 70, let's see, 70 to 74, maybe with a year or two sabbatical. So I, 76, I might have uh, finished up. But the point that I'm trying to make is, is that I, I got to the point where I would not allow any attacks on Jesus. I had a really... Uh, group of professors, some were really wonderful heathens, okay, and some of them were just pain in the ass agnostics, and I mean that. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're offended by that, you've got way more things to be offended by. It's amazing, Bruce. People get offended if I use a certain word, like ass. That's offensive to some people. But they're certainly not offended when the King of Glory and the Redeemer of Mankind is is uh, portrayed in sexually perverse uh, uh, artistic portrayals, artistic hell. That's just nothing but the outpicturing of uh, someone's uh, total contempt for the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you've got wishy-washy pastors and their wives saying, well, this man meant well. You know, I've got to tell uh, you something. You know, the Lord rebuked them in Jesus' name. I can't tell uh, you this, and I'll tell you this, Bruce, and I don't say this as a compliment. I say this as a truth. I... I would want you to walk alongside me, and you could count me to walk alongside you, but there's very few people in all my years of being a Christian, and I guess that's 38 now, I probably have two handfuls of people that I would make that statement about, and three of them happen to be women. And I'm saying that with... And I'm saying that. God bless you, uh, I, I can tell you this. People have come to me with words of the Lord. They've betrayed me with words of the Lord. They've turned me over to the feds with words of the Lord, you know. And so when Jesus said there's going to come a time when people are going to kill us and believe they're doing God a favor, that's already here, brother. That's already here. Amen. You hit a key word there, Steve. Uh, you said that people are being offended. You know, uh, as I read the, the Word of God, there's going to be a great falling away, folks, and it's because of people are going to be offended for the name of Jesus Christ and offended at the persecution that's coming. And you know, Steve, um, the mainstream church is asleep. Um, no, I don't believe like that. It's like comatose. Yeah, there uh, you go, comatose. And I would say this. I would say, you know, I, and, and I, I listen, I have all I can do, and thank God for Romy, thank God for Sue, thank God for all these people that, that pray for me. But when they tell me there's going to be a great revival... I said, you cannot revive the dead. You need to resurrect them. The Lord himself, Jesus said, when he returns, will he find faith in the earth? The only question he never answered in Scripture. Bruce, this is what's tragic. This is what's tragic. I know tens of thousands of people. It's not, who, it's not what I know, it's who I know. I've I, I got to go back and clarify something. The Lord said, if I would be faithful, he would bring the people that know yes. to tell me what's going on. You know, I, I mean, every day I deal with government disinformation agents. I tell people, look, I'm ta- I spent more time talking overseas to Asia and uh, Hong Kong and China 
today than I do talking to anybody in the country. Part of that reason was I did all my calling late last night and early this morning, and then I was out in rural Montana where you couldn't even get me on a cell phone. But the point is is that, that what I'm trying to say to people tonight is this. Look, when God says his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, it's not that he does not present the knowledge, it's that they reject it. Yes. The two words, Bruce, that I find are so uniquely definitive of most Christians is irresponsibility, they don't want this responsibility, and lack of accountability, okay? Everybody's doing their own thing, but they're not doing Jesus' thing. You know, 60 million Christians, and, and, and i got to share something with you. I have a word that I'm going to release next week that God gave me. I released the shepherds, that word that the Lord gave me, and he gave me that months ago, okay? But he also said, I will tell you when to release it. Ladies and gentlemen, the same people that enthroned contemporary Pharaoh in the United States are already plotting his demise. And I'm talking about he who has been pictured throughout the world as the Pharaoh, what, uh, uh, what uh, Hawk calls the lo- uh, Joker Lucy Tut. It'll be very self-explanatory, and I'm not at liberty to say any more than that. But I'll tell you this. Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. You know, Bruce, what, what do we accept as truth anymore in America? There is no truth in America. When Jesus said the whole world lies in the evil one, he was making a statement that is so profound, meaning the whole world lies, L-I-E-S. They don't tell the truth in the evil one, okay? That's right. Satan. And so now it's amazing to me that you'll get, you'll get uh, uh, guys up there in, in public ministry and women that are changing husbands and wives like you and I would change sheets, okay? They absolutely are caught with their pants down, and if that's offended, offensive, uh, so be it, because they are caught with their pants down. Instead of having their Lloyds gird with truth and proclaiming a resurrected Jesus, they're basically either uh, uh, molesting little boys or big boys or molesting one another or sleeping with somebody else's wife. The thing is, is that what Steve, does the, the world see except debauchery and mockery, you know? That's and, the truth. Again, I mean, uh, it seems every I, month. You, know, you better talk now because I'm getting wound up and warmed up. <laughs> I want to say I want to make a, several comments here. I don't even know where to start tonight because uh, Steve has so much information, folks. I mean, this is where I go every day to get my info. Uh, when God gave Steve the word that he was going to be an end time Joseph, and he was going to put people in his way to give him information, listen, uh, Steve has been on the cutting edge for over twenty years, breaking the stories first. Uh, you know, Steve for the last several years, to give an example, people have said uh, and debated, does Iran have a nuclear weapons. You were one of the first to break the story years ago that they had tested a nuclear weapon. When you oh, absolutely. A- it's, it's on my website, and I think it was in 1999. See, when I set out, and let me tell something. I, let me share something with everyone. I don't sit around and read Internet posts. You know, I don't even pay attention anymore to them because I tried to help out uh, Tree of Liberty, you know, which was one of the blogs. I'm banned from there. I'm banned from most of these things. And even guys I put on the radio and gave them their own show and paid thousands, actually tens of thousands of dollars won't defend me. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay because the Lord's my defense. But i got to tell you, it really hurts. I, I, I basically gave a, a pretty good sum of money to help the people, and I gave it anonymously, okay, to the Tree of Liberty. And the same people that were blessing me when I was anonymous were cursing me and the ones that received the money publicly. God, and I thought, God, is that not fickle? And i got to tell you, there, you know, the thing is, is that people 
you've got to understand something. We are in a place now where we cannot go by what we see and hear. And I tell everybody, Bruce, I've said this over 15 years, do not accept anything I say because I say it. Take it. Take it to the Lord in prayer. If you can receive it, it bears witness, then go with it. If not, don't go with it. But take it to the Lord in prayer. And you know what people want? They want you, Bruce Lee. They want me, Steve Quayle. They want others to make decisions for them. So if it turns out they can blame us, again, they don't want to take personal accountability. Not at all. And they don't want uh, to take personal responsibility or be accountable. So so, let me ask you this, Bruce, seriously. And and I'm sorry I'm talking really fast because I know we've got a lot of ground to cover. What is what more should the people need to learn about the United States of America being Mystery Babylon than the plain headlines of the day? I mean, there are now the, the currency wars, everything going on. Look, I started telling people to get into gold and silver at $280 in gold, and yeah. silver when it was, was 385 A lot of people back in those days who bought, you know, an ounce of gold, let's say if they bought a hundred thousand dollars, there are people that did in those days, they're now sitting on one point three five million dollars. You know what I'm I'm asking those people to do on my show, or at least the times I'm on my show, and even this time, is to help others, you know? To Steve, help you were others. right on the money, dear. And uh, I got in kinda of late in the game, folks. I was uh, in Panama, Republic of Panama back in two thousand five, uh, and I heard Steve talking about getting into uh, metals at that time, I had a little bit of money, Steve, and I took your advice. I got into gold when it was about $600 an ounce. Yeah, I think it's that was going it. run away right now. I doubled my money on that, and it got me through some hard times. Steve has been right on the money with predictions. And I tell you, it's because God has given him a lot of divine appointments over his life. Steve, you have actually sat in um, at bars and restaurants all around the world and interviewed uh, Cold War spies. Well, yeah, it was kind of interesting because I've never been a cheapskate just surrounded by them, okay? And I could, you know, again, you know, it's really hard, Bruce, to explain this because I was introduced uh, uh, introduced to some of the most amazing people. I'm talking people that some of the spy novelists write. I'd sit down, a typical meal with, uh, you know, let's just say that some well-placed former Eastern European uh, heads of intelligence agencies would cost me anywhere from 1000 to 1500 bucks. Yes. Now, I don't drink. I drink iced tea, okay? But uh, I, I would just basically foot the bill, and I would listen, okay? But I've taught everybody, if they know how to ask the right questions, they'll get the right answer. I never cared about people's names. Still don't, okay? Um, the thing is, is that I'm not interested in telling on anyone. I'm interested in telling what they tell me. You follow me? Yes. And I had a very famous Russian spy tell me, Ah, oh, Steve, you will live much longer that way. I like you. You want to leave enough on the table for everyone. You know? Well, you know, that's after 1500 bucks worth of barbecue shrimp and, uh, you know, Stoli vodka. So most people wouldn't go to that thing. And, again, this is something I did. Years ago, Bruce, I went to the FBI. I went to the director of counterintelligence for the FBI. Now watch them all go run to their records. And good for them. And I said, listen, you guys. Uh, the proliferation, this is before anybody knew about suitcase nukes, okay? And I went and I said, listen, you guys need to quit listening to your own BS. And I, ta- I won't give out the guy's name, but I talked to the head of, to the director of counterintelligence. I said, I'm meeting with this guy, this guy, and this guy, and all I want to do is basically shut the mouths of my skeptics, okay? Bruce, I can tell you this. Fifteen years ago, let me let me just no, let me put this into perspective. Nineteen eighty-five, so that's what uh, twenty-five years ago. Yes. 
In those days, five million would buy you a clandestine nuke, okay? I once tried to buy, yeah, seriously. I mean, listen, I, I was introduced to some unusual people. People said, have you ever worked for the intelligence agencies? No. They hold me in contempt. I have no respect for them. Have you ever been offered a job? Absolutely. I was told I would be given $100 million and a Swiss account if I wanted to deal in arms, okay? The reason why that was the case is I used to be a gun dealer, and uh, some of the people that I was dealing with were some of the most notorious you know, people in the world. So I think that uh, those people that were tapping my phones in those days figured out that maybe I'd be a good one to put into that market. I went to the Lord. This is, of course, after being saved. And the Lord said, no, you'll get killed. Guess you what? You met some that. of the, uh, the guys at the movie with Nicolas Cage, George Orr, was probably based on. <laughs> Listen to me. I actually, Yes, I actually knew two of those guys. Wow. And so the thing is, is that, and, and listen, all I wanted to do was warn the people of God. And when I say that, I, I owe, and I, if they're listening tonight, I know I owe some incredibly brave men and women, uh, which Hawk and I, but I basically named them the mighty men and women of valor, yes. an apology, because they told me, Steve, you're wasting your breath. I said, no, sir, no, General, I'm not. These, these people can take it. They're mature. And lo and behold, two devils that are, and now I'd add two more devils that are to the mix, did everything they could to try and interfere with that. I had, I I actually purchased the satellite phones, and and if you know anything about satellite phones, these were, you know, in those days they were, oh, good night, the Motorola's. Did you ever use satellite phones? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I had had the whole interview set up until a loudmouth, treacherous bastard, and when I use the word bastard, okay, I'm not bitter. I'm just using a bastard, meaning a spawn of hell. When yes. God himself called the fallen angels progeny bastards. That's where the word comes from, Bruce. Most people don't know that, okay? So I'm talking about the devil's own. Absolutely ruined that interview. I had it set up, and it's like this. It's, like, it's almost like, like people could have been let in on so much of what's going on in the universe except a couple. And by the way, these guys were, were supposedly professing Christians, okay? And I hung my head in shame. I apologized, and I had to say, gentlemen, you were right. I was wrong. But my motive wasn't so I could have the newest news. It was to prepare people for stuff that is so unimaginably evil, Bruce, uh, phenomenally uh, wicked. It's one thing to cast the demons out in Jesus' name. It's another thing when they show up on earth in a form that is so heinous, so wicked, and outside of the blood of the Lamb, people are powerless against it. And this is what the the technology of the ancients was all about. God sealed all of these entities, whether they've been fallen angels and a specific amount of the demons. A demon, by the way, I argue with some of quote the, the supposed experts, a demon is a disembodied spirit. A demon is not a fallen angel. You know that, do you not? Yes, and folks, uh, Steve uh, knows what he's talking about here. Uh, Steve, when you were saved, uh, you went on the road for a while with uh, one of the greats, Derek Prince. Am I right? I studied under Derek Prince's ministry. I went wherever he went, and I spent three years, okay? Wow. And when I say the studying under him, I spent three years, three to five hours a day, Derek Prince, not only his teaching tapes and stuff, anytime Derek would speak, I would go there, Okay. Uh, fortunately, I was blessed to have him lay hands on me. And for those of you that don't know Derek yeah, Prince, if you want, if you want the best foundation series of the Word of God, Derek Prince was a Hebrew scholar, he was a Greek scholar, and a Latin scholar. 
he literally drove the jeep for General Allenby at the Battle of Al Alamein. And he tells the story, maybe you've heard this, Bruce, when they were up against insurmountable odds that General Allenby knelt in the sand, okay, uh, outside of, of Al Alamein and said, Let us ask the Lord who is, the, let us ask the Lord of hosts who is mighty in power to give us a victory. The rest is history. Oh man, I didn't know that. That's a that's a cool story. Uh, that is a cool story, and it's one that Derek told. Man. The thing that I think was interesting is is that Derek was was a, a man that is probably pivotal, pivotal to the teaching that was relevant. His foundations. By the way, his series you can go on Derek Prince Ministries, Google it, and find it. But Derek Prince did a series on spiritual conflict that launched me into all my areas of endeavor undertaking fallen angels, demonology, all that stuff. One of my and favorite I, subjects. <laughs> yeah. Folks, and, well, uh, here's the thing, the, okay? Uh, the again, yeah, again, they shall cast out devils. That word is demons, okay? Yes. And you see, it's amazing because I get a lot of flack. Well, my pastor doesn't believe in the book of Enoch. I said, that's funny. Peter and James did. Jesus right. said, lo, I come in the volumes of the book. It is written to me. What's he talking about? The thing is, is that, you know, to do thy will, O God. See, this is the problem. The early church fathers all believed that the giants of mythology came from the impure lust of fallen angels and earth ladies, okay? Yes. And this is what I, this is, this is the thing, this is the pivotal point of understanding. They're coming back. When Jesus said, upon this rock of faith I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail, the only thing we have to defend ourselves against this is our faith, the blood of the Lamb, the word Amen. of our testimony, and loving not our life unto death. But, you know, Bruce, it's funny. The other day I got another phone call, and it basically the phone calls go like this. Well, I just want to know if you're alive, because I know the day you die is the day I head to the hills. I said, what happens if they hit you first? <laughs> you see, it's, it's, it's like this, no kidding. And, 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 and if it were not for the intercessors, again, I, I can't express this enough to them listening tonight. I love you guys more than you can imagine, and anything that I've been able to do is because God has been faithful in answering others' prayers on my behalf. I've thrown in the towel so much I should have opened a laundry store. I got so fed up, Bruce, with the with the professing Christians that were uh, betraying me and 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 one bragging he could kill me anytime he wanted and stuff that I just said, Lord, I'm done with those people. I'm quitting now. Moses, uh, you know, got mad at him. I'm quitting now because I'm not going to strike the rock and lose my inheritance. You know, I know but that very well, Steve. And you've been uh, enduring this for over 20 years. Um, yeah, and see, the the thing is, is that, you know, the thing, and I'm not, listen, I don't feel sorry for myself, I feel blessed. I feel a fantastic mantle. And i got to tell you something, Bruce, the thing I want more than anything, if the Lord would grant me anything, I said, Jesus, I want my first love back, and I want the results. There's nothing I want more than two sisters in the Lord healed supernaturally and one brother in the Lord. I have yeah. a brother named Jim P. He's in Denver. He was pivotal in keeping me going when I tossed in the towel. If it weren't for Romy and Sue and others, by the way, Bruce, this is a sad statement, and I'm not rebuking anybody for this, but when, when all hell was poured out in its fury to destroy me, three ladies came to my defense publicly, you know? One brother, Will, God bless him, you know? Yes. Very few people would even stick up for me, though they were glad to take my money when they didn't know it was me, and then they would curse me once they knew it was me. And, God you know, i got to tell you, brother, you know, uh, the Bible talks about a root of bitterness, and I got bitter, but now I'm getting better, okay? Praise and, God. And, 
and I got to tell you something, uh, and I, I want to say this: I will not have anything to do with anybody that's ever betrayed me in the past. I forgive them and go on, okay? But also, when people could have said something and didn't, I want nothing to do with them, okay? And, and I'm sorry about that, because look, Bruce. If they won't speak up now when they could have, just saying, this is right. And by the way, I have a friend named Bill W., Aftermath Bob. One of the guys, and Bill, if you're listening, uh, we have our differences, but, man, I still love you and thank you for all the times you would. This is a brother that was always there. You know, and the, the Bible talks about uh, a brother who's or a friend that's even closer than a brother, okay? Yes. But i got to tell you something. All I have seen, and this is and this is where I'm at right now, Bruce, because people said, why did you give up your radio show? Because I've gotten tired. And they said, oh, you should ignore your critics. Your critics you can ignore, you know, but operations to take your life away and when you put your family in harm's way, you know, and all I get is the sneers and jeers. I, it just got too much for me. You know, Hawk, uh, my my uh, co-host on One Night a Week, or, or uh, one of the guys that we call uh, the pirate, and others who lay their lives on life, who are driven, their wives are driven off the road. Hawk gets a, you know, basically a shockwave weapon against a guy, and he's paralyzed. And if it weren't for the generosity of some of my listeners who literally came to his uh, aid financially, man, the guy would have probably been paralyzed to this date. So i got to tell you something. I think I'm privileged to have the people. And in my heart, okay, I'm so glad. And, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand I told Bruce this. I said, Bruce, I'm getting off the air, but God bless you for stepping in there because you're now coming in as a second wave. I don't know, Bruce, what I'm going to do. i got to share this with you. I absolutely don't want to do any more talk radio, but I promised you, did I not? And, and if there's any show I'll do, it's yours because you love Jesus and the people that tune in to you love Jesus, and that's what it's all about. I've got Nathan Leal on my old show, Survive to Thrive. I've got a great sponsor, the Inner Health people. Ladies and gentlemen, go to my website, stevequail.com. These guys have got some of the best health products out there. And, and you know, I get accused of, uh, of, of being an infomercial. No, uh, none of my accusers, you know what's interesting, the, the cowardice that's in the body of Christ None of my accusers, you know, can produce what they've done, okay? None of my accusers have ever spent a half a million dollars out of their pockets, you know, to basically uh, uh, help people, warn people, and do all that, you know? Uh, you know, it, it's amazing. If you write a book, the, the cheap ass, and I'm calling them cheap asses, and I want people to know I'm the one that's responsible for this, not Bruce. You know, they, they say, you, you sell fear to sell your books. Okay, then explain why I gave, uh, you know, uh, $35,000 worth of books away last year to people. I have a standing offer, Bruce. You've heard me say this, I'm sure. But any pastor will never pay for my books. You know that. And when Amen. people call me and say, uh, you know, I, I want to read your book, I just don't have the money, they get it. Okay, you follow Amen. me? You Amen. Know, and so I'll, I'll I, tell you uh, something else. We had um, Pastor Dan Caitlin on here um, about two months ago, Steve, uh, Messiah's Branch, and he shared the testimony, folks, that uh, he got a call one day from none other than Steve Quill and said, uh, do you have a warehouse? Because I'm sending you food to feed the, the widows and the orphans and the poor of uh, Kansas. Um, Steve, God has blessed you over the years, and you've blessed others, and that's what it's all about. Well, Dan, uh, you put he your... has a heart to help people. And to put it into perspective, you know, Dan was ministering to the homeless and the down-and-outers, and I have a place for single moms and single dads, okay? Mm -hmm. 
And, um, you know, so the point is, I send him a semi-load of food. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, because that's how I move. If the Lord says to do something, I do it. I never do anything halfway, you know. And the thing is, is that what I'm trying to get people to do is, is to understand that they can be a blessing, too. So it's amazing. Nobody's ever done 35 years of research on giants, the Nephilim, the fallen angels, the demons, etc. But somehow I don't know what I'm talking about. Yet it's interesting that some of the biggest names in modern Christendom, the guys around on TBN and all these other, uh, you know, wastes of life, the bottom line is they're stealing my stuff. I had one of the most famous televangelist cousins tell uh, a guy that lives in Bozeman now, he says, yeah, my, my cousin so-and-so steals all Steve's stuff, but will never give him any credit, you know? And uh, by the way, uh, folks, if you want uh, to know more about Genesis 6 and what really happened, go to stevequail.com, and on the right side, you're going to find a treasure trove of information on uh, what we're talking about tonight, Fallen Angels, Genesis 6, and Nephilim. Uh, one of my favorite subjects, Steve, let me ask you a question. Um, did you ever come across any giant bones? Did I ever come against giant bones? No, did you ever come across any? Well, uh, yeah, and, and let me share this with you. Uh, people who have listened to me, especially Ohio, Pennsylvania, the mound builder area of uh, you know the Midwest, I yes. have people that have been visited by the authorities and threatened with their lives. Uh, one couple called me and they unearthed a 12 foot giant in wow. copper armor in Pennsylvania. Okay, they made the mistake of uh, telling their postmaster, who immediately called the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation. What people need to understand in America, there's a Native American Antiquities Act, which basically states, Bruce, that anything is automatically Native American. Now, if you go uh, Google the Kennewick man, that wasn't the case. He was a red-haired Irishman, okay? And it took a four- or five-year, you know, court suit to prove it. So... In essence, it's like the last scene in Raiders, the first Raiders of the Lost Ark movie, where the Ark is put in a crate and put in a warehouse with all this other stuff. Hey Amen. You know? Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, this stuff has been discovered over the past couple hundred years in America, and even more recently, um, when these discoveries have been made, they get scooped up and they go into these Smithsonian warehouses and never see the light of day again. Right, or let me tell you about a certain individual from the Solomon Islands that was going to meet me in Los Angeles, and we were going to get... A, I think it was about a 10-foot cyclopean skull. Oh, my God. One eye and two horns, okay? He was blown up in Bali. He Good called grief. me the week before he was to meet me in Los Angeles. and said, Steve, a certain intelligence agency is on my case. He said, I don't know that I'll be able to make it. The last I heard, he was blown up in Bali. God have mercy. We've got a question out of the chat here for you, Steve. And um, here's the question. Uh, demons... Are these uh, the offspring of the fallen angels and the, the women, or what would yes, be your explanation yes. for that? A, the easy way to explain it, a demon is a disembodied spirit of the giants. The giants were not Adamic stock. They were not pure Adamic stock. They were hybrids, and that's why God told the children of Israel to kill all the men, women, and children, because these were not normal human beings. So when those non-normal human entities died, those are the spirits that became demons. And you can read that in the book of Enoch. Okay, now here's another question for you. Um, a lot of people um, have read some of the Enoch book, and it talks about these um, the offspring, where they call the Nephilim. Is that the correct term for it? No, the Nephilim, you know, and, and there are people that challenge me on this, but Nephilim comes from the root word Nephal, which means the fallen ones. You know, and it's interesting that Nepal which is a actual a Hebrew transliteration, 
literally was called the Mountain of the Gods, and Bhutan, which is at the base of the Himalayas, it's a little, it's, a, its own country, is called the Garden of the Gods, okay? But the actual descent of the first group of fallen angels was on, uh, you know, oh, good night, uh, oh, good night, in, in the area of Jordan, and, and my mind is slipping me right now. I'll, I'll think of it in a minute. But the point is, is that, that, you know, the demons are the disembodied spirits of the giants. A human spirit, the Bible teaches, is given man once to die and once to judgment. Yes. And it's fascinating, Bruce, because, you know, hell is expanding itself. I know people, and you can Google this on the Internet, too, that, uh, uh, you know, are, are having visions of hell, and they see people going into hell like a waterfall, yet they see people going to heaven, and it's one, two, three at a time, you know? When yes. Jesus said, you know, narrow is a gate, he's not kidding. Amen to that. So when the flood hit, Steve, um, and it killed these these uh, now remember, creatures... Yep, there were two uh, introductions of fallen angels, Bruce, both before the flood of Noah and after the flood of Noah. That's right. Goliath, you know, and, and shame on Michael Heiser going on coast to coast, shame on him for saying Goliath was six feet tall. First of all, the Goliath had five brothers, okay? That's right. In Second Samuel, and they had six fingers, six toes. Uh, the true ratio of Goliath, I have a statue I'm going to put up... Uh, uh, a very good friend of mine, one of the most famous sculptors in the world, who does nothing but angels, gifted man, oh my goodness, did wow. it proportionally. Remember, the giants were the mighty men of old, but both after the flood, or excuse me, before the flood and after the flood, that's what it meant in Genesis 6, both in those days and after the days. And there, most people don't even know in Jeremiah chapter 4, there was a pre-Adamic flood that judged Lucifer and the cities that were not made for man. Adam and Eve were created 6,000 years ago, okay? Those, we're created in God's image and likeness, but nowhere in the Bible, you know, there are people, they say, well, there's no evidence of the gap theory. Derek Prince believed it. Arthur Custance, and if anybody wants to read, Custance.org, C-U-S-T-A-N-C-E.org. I studied under him. He's one of the most brilliant, wonderfully, uh, 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 you know, if you want to talk about a book of knowledge that loved Jesus, you would say Arthur Custance and Derek Prince, Okay. Because you could ask them any questions, and their knowledge and grasp of history, of uh, mythology, of everything. And look, all mythology is based on the truth. And the problem is, is that the U.S. government and the governments of the world have suppressed the truth. That's what Paul talks about in the book of Romans. So yeah, the thing it. is, is that, you know, uh, uh, what you don't know can really kill you. And, and let me share this. Live DNA has been extracted from these individuals. When we went into Iraq, Iraq wasn't about oil. Good night. You know, it, 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 there was so much more to that. What the major intelligence organizations of the world want is the ancient alien and fallen angel technology. Yes. You know, Gilgamesh's tomb. If you don't know who Gilgamesh was, go uh, look up the Epic of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh's body, his mummified body, was found. They got live DNA from Gilgamesh. Now ask yourself this. What happens to these evil spirits that Jesus said walk the earth? going around, seeing, you know, who, where they can enter. If they can't find somebody else to enter, they come back to their house, and, uh, you know, if the True. person doesn't live right, they enter back into the person. Imagine all the evil ones in history having their DNA kept in a secret vault, and then the demons that inhabited them coming back into them, and that's what we're talking about. Wow. Bruce. I didn't, I didn't look at it. That's what we're talking about. That's certainly the truth. Let me ask you this question. Uh, I read some of the Book of Enoch, and uh, it talked about these uh, giants, 
They were eating everything in sight. Uh, they even started becoming cannibalistic. Is it possible, Steve, that they mated with animals, and that's what created these, uh, like, chimera? Yes, absolutely. Now, on my website, stevequail.com, if you go to the Giants thing, you'll read the Book of Giants. Now, the Book of Giants is a Dead Sea Scroll, okay? Most people don't even know it exists. Tom Horn and I, you know, uh, talk about this at length in our numerous series, but Tom believes that the uh, fallen angels genetically altered everything from insects, and that's why in prehistoric stuff you find giant, you know, everything. In essence, they corrupted everything. They, they would mate with or mess up everything. And by the way, the chemtrail spraying that's going on, you can read anything you want to read about it, but it's terror, T-E-R-R-O-R, forming the earth for what's coming back. You know, Bruce, the bottom line is is that even uh, when Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land, they said the land devours its inhabitants, you know, yes, that they were grasshoppers in the sight of those. And if you remember any of the woodcuts and some of the paintings done, you know, a thousand years ago, it shows them carrying a, 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 a bunch of grapes out, and it took, uh, you know, what, two guys to carry it on a staff? You know, so the thing is is that gravity's changed. Our, our, our atmosphere is being uh, devil-formed. Uh, you know, everything that God made set boundaries on, the, 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 what modern science is doing. And they have the, they don't even have balls. They have the, uh, uh, how should I say this, the egregious uh, uh, attempt to call those of us who are Christians, Tom Horn, myself, and others, who are trying to warn against the dangers of transhumanism, they're calling us basically, uh, you know, every name in the book. Well, let me tell you this. They're, I'll, I'll, I have one name, and in, in all they are is the devil makers, okay? De actually, two words, devil makers. It's that God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Why is this relevant? When Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail, what does a gate do, Bruce? Uh, a gate is an entranceway. It either allows something through or keeps something out, right? That's right. So a gate, you know, I don't think Jesus is talking about a bunch of flying gates hitting us in the head, okay? He's talking about the entrance, the portals. I mean, portals. at Bethel, it literally means the gate of God, you know, Babylon. What was it? See, these guys weren't just trying to, you know, make a 100,000-mile ziggurat to the sky. No, they were opening the stargates. Another word for star, obviously in Greek, is messenger, angel. But in Hebrew, the point that's interesting is, is that star and angel have the same meaning, okay? And so when you're talking about a stargate, you're talking about an angel gate or that which allows. Jacob's ladder, good example, okay? What did Jacob say? He saw angels ascending and descending, didn't he? Sure did. See, this is the problem. You know, we, we, we absolutely do not study the Word of God. We basically bash anybody that does. It's just like my critics. Most of them take me on. They haven't spent 35 minutes in the Word of God, let 35 years, okay? They haven't read, you know, uh, uh, a thousand books, let alone a thousand words on the subject. Or they'll hear somebody that's nutcase saying, well, it was the sons of Seth. Or my favorite is Jesus said that uh, they are neither given or taken in marriage, but are as the angels in heaven. In, in heaven. But Jude talks about the angels that kept not their estate. In other words, they introduced or interjected themselves into the seed of mankind, okay? What about Genesis 3.15, between the, the seed of faith and the righteousness, the seed of the serpent? You know, what is that talking about? Why did the Egyptians mummify their dead? Because they knew they'd be brought back to life. Yeah, I can, I can actually tell you this. The ancient technology, and this is something that people need to understand, 
We don't have technology in the United States that's 100 years in advance. We don't have technology that's 200 years in advance. We have technology that's 10,000 years, 10, years old that's 100,000 years in advance, okay? Wow. Because yeah. there's no – and see, this is the thing. This is why I gave up telling people about this stuff. You know, Now, there are a lot of – I have some very bright listeners, okay? And the ones that are bright, I don't mind sharing with. And I don't mean this to anybody's exclusion. But, you know, I mean, when I get somebody say, I don't believe in that fallen angel stuff, I said, fine, you're dumb unto death. Folks, dumb tell you means something. literally death. And so you're deaf unto death, okay? It's like sometimes – I don't know, Bruce, have you ever witnessed about Jesus and how the people put their hands in their ears and start singing? I've had that yes. happen. I've had <laughs> yes, that <sir>. happen. <laughs> and then I'd probably say, well, tell me what you're singing, and I'll sing along with you. You know, and, and and I'm not being I'm not being well. Look, I'm telling you the some of it, but I mean when when the the people know not the day of God's visitation. I hear people praying for America. I told everybody what ten years ago at least. I think that's when we might have met each other, or sometime around then. Yes, sir. I said before America is destroyed, God's going to reveal the sins of its leaders to the people to let them see and know what they back behind them. Telling you what. When the Lord God of Heaven brings down Barack Obama, there's going to be a lot of black Christians, and there's going to be a lot of white Christians who voted for him very surprised, because there is no man in history that has shown the open contempt. Most have paid God lip service, but there's no one like him who's showed open contempt. When he said he was uh, a Christian by choice, not one prominent man of God challenged him to define what that meant. Did you notice that? You're exactly right. See, so what is a Christian? It's meaningless. I said that one time, and then it went all through the Internet, you know, that I had said I'm not a Christian. No, I never said I was not a Christian. I said I'm a Bible-believing, blood-washed follower of Jesus. I am not an evangelical dispensationalist. That's what I said. Well, you know, I don't believe in dispensationalism. What the Word says, uh, folks, to even be saved, you have to be first uh, drawn by the Holy Spirit. It's not just a choice. Uh, you know, this is the same man that uh, is caught on camera talking about his Muslim faith. Uh, he says that America is not a Christian nation. Every document relating from his uh, birth certificate to his college records to his theses, uh, passport, everything has been sealed. And if that's not a red flag, I don't know what is, but uh, he should not be in office. There's no question about that. We're, we've got a, uh, a double agent sitting in the White House, uh, who, incidentally, his mother-in-law is a uh, Santeria voodoo practitioner. Uh, By the way, they're headless animals. If Sue's listening, I think Sue sent me today uh, uh, an article that they're finding headless animals. Whenever you find headless animals, you're usually dealing with Santeria. I used That's to, Bruce, be invited to speak and to teach at, uh, you know, occult crimes, and I won't go into any detail because I don't want to put any on the spot. And when you understand what's going on, when you've got Santeria high priestesses and priests doing this, and by the way, when Barack Obama's wife was claiming that their prayer circles away, they're not praying to the God of heaven. They're praying against you people and right. me and those of us who worship the God of heaven. The evil spirits to them are what Jeremiah cried out against. Woe unto them who call evil good and good evil. The bottom line is, is that, look, you cannot have the contempt for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
How dare anyone slam and defame the Lord, do their best to mock the Lord, absolutely withhold, endowed by their Creator from three times quoting certain parts of the Declaration of Independence, and not one of those vomit brokers will call him to task. That's because they're nothing the thrill of shills, okay? Steve, how do you call yourself a Christian and you carry uh, a Hindu monkey god in your pocket? That's what Obama admitted to carrying around in his pocket. Right, well, and I mean, pictures, I put them up on my website of Hanuman. You look up Hanuman, ladies and gentlemen, H-A-N-U-M-A-N, and understand that he, by his own mouth, has declared who he is. And I'm not going to go into that. Look, I have no axe to grind with the guy except to say one thing. You know, people have asked me, is he the Antichrist? No. I used to think he was, okay? And then the Lord got a hold of me and said, Steve... Will the Antichrist, who understands dark sentences, need a teleprompter? I said, no, Lord, that, that, he's not it. He's, the, uh, he's basically keeping the seat warm. But he was also built up to bring division into this country. This country is polarized, Bruce. This country is destroyed. Men and women, I think, and I've got to tell you, I can't hold it together sometimes. When I see a mom, you know, and I stop, and, and I saw a mom with two little kids, you know, help, need food. And, and, you know, I just think of the 42 million people that are on food stamps. I made this statement. One of my listeners was, uh, you know, pretty astute. But this listener happened to be in Britain. He said, Steve, I remember five, ten years ago you said in one day one million people lose their jobs. It was, what, Wednesday or Thursday this week that 500,000 people lost their job? God help You me. know, or a scheduled loser job in Britain? Well, I said, that's not, I'm talking about one million people. Now, here's how it's going to happen, Bruce. We get into some nitty-gritty. I think we're in the second hour. I'll stay with you through hour two, okay? The point that I'm trying to make is this. I don't know and could possibly not know this stuff on my own unless people appreciate the fact that I'm telling it like it is. One of my researchers worked for uh, Admiral Thomas Moore, who was the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, and he told her to listen to me, and she was picked, hand-picked to be his research assistant because of her brilliance and her skills. And I'm not yeah. flattering her, okay? But she was told to listen to me because Admiral Moore told her that he said, Steve's the only one telling what's really going on. So, you know, I don't care what the uh, idiot boards say about me. I thought that was fascinating, and she said, you know, I never told you that. And I said, well, thanks for telling me that, because I said, there was a time, Sue, where people would tell me that, uh, that uh, you know, it was above their pay grade. I lived for a number of years where there was no one above the pay grade of the individuals I talked to. But again, I've got to share this. That's not a braggadocious statement. But Bruce, Bruce, they told me point blank that the people won't believe it. And, they, and, and people have asked me, why don't the good guys overthrow the bad guys? Well, they are in the process right now, and most people can't even begin to imagine the war that's going on in uh, the different services of this country. But, you know, what do they do? Turn it over to a bunch of people that are, are watching, uh, uh, I can't say it, uh, you know, but sitcoms, something that rhymes with sit, and that are watching uh, all the idiot shows on TV. Now, a lot of our listeners don't, okay? But the point is, mainstream does. So if you look at the children of this day, okay, they basically live in a virtual reality world of their video games and everything. When you put a person into a virtual world, you divorce them from the real world, okay? In a virtual world, electronic stimulus and electronic imaging and psychotronics are employed to the nth degree, okay? 
And as you look at these things, they're becoming more and more, my words, demonic, okay? They're becoming more and more supernatural. And I gave a prophecy, and I can't, I can't pull it up. It's on my website archive someplace. But God said the invisible is going to become visible. The, the things that I kept back for your safety will be released for your destruction, you know? These things so, are breaking through the, the veil, Steve. And, uh, yes, they are. There's no question about it. Uh, does anybody remember the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Oh, I do. Uh, great movie. And uh, I look around, and I almost feel like I'm at uh, the last scene where there's one person alive, Steve, and she goes into the park and thinks she found her only friend who hasn't fallen asleep, and uh turns out that they have uh, been invaded. By yep. the alien, or or the old uh, Roddy, let's see, Rowdy Roddy Piper, they live. They As live a matter of fact, one of my listeners Very read good. said, "Steve, I watched that five times, and every time I watch it, I get something new." Folks, you know? so, I mean, that's that's where we're at right now. You've got the mainstream people out there; they have no idea what time it is, and you have the mainstream church that's asleep, thinking that uh, you know we don't need to read the Book of Revelations because that's just for those people left behind. Right. Listen, people have forgotten the meaning of great, great falling away, Steve. Right. There's going to be masses falling away. How about the real meaning of great? Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord God, you know. I love the old hymns. I've got to tell you something. My uh, acceptance of modern Christian music is, uh, I don't like it. And I, I, this will upset a lot of people. I'd rather listen to 70s rock and roll than contemporary Christian music, okay? Because at least when the Doobie Brothers were singing, Jesus is just all right, or Mason Prophet was singing, you better find Jesus, you know. At least those guys found Jesus and figured out that he was just all right, okay? They I, I'm serious. You know, I, when and, I used to play Jesus is yeah. just all right for my show by the Doobie Brothers, people said, you should play more sanctified music. I said, brother, I don't have time for you. I said, here are men who absolutely lived like hell, partied like hell, were higher than hell, and they met Jesus, and now they're heaven-bound, you know? You know, see, it, it, this is the thing that, that is so amazing to me, okay? I have people that lecture their mother or lecture their father on why their mother and father are, you know, old-fashioned. Yet if it weren't for the mother or old-fashioned uh, father, the girls or the guys wouldn't be living the life they live. I tell my kids, I tell every one of them, you're blessed because of God's faithfulness. Amen. You're blessed because of intercession on your behalf. Literally, literally. Uh, and I want to share this. I won't go into detail. But one of my intercessors, Romy, literally saved my daughter's life. And, 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 and she was praying. And she gave me a word, Bruce, I think probably two or three weeks before. And I was absolutely not happy about, uh, you know, what was going on in my daughter's life. And an intercessor brought my daughter before the throne. Her boyfriend was going to be, actually it was her fiancé, ended up blowing up on the end of a runway, okay? Wow. And, and I'm telling God you point mercy. blank. The intercessor told me that. was She didn't tell me he was going to die. I knew he was going to die in a plane wreck because I told my daughter that two months. I said, look, he's a pilot. But Romy said, son, God is going to take him out. And God took him out. And it's interesting. Two of the guys that rose up against me in the last batch, I went to pray for them. And, and I talked to her, and she said, Steve, don't pray for him. And, and when I went to pray for him, the Lord said, pray not for them, Steve. They've stepped over the line. Oh, my goodness. I said, what do you mean, Lord? He said, they haven't come against you. They've come against me. For in attacking you, they've hurt so many of those who are little and small in the faith that are now uncertain. And, and, and I got that, Bruce, in prayer. 
I, I talked to Romy. We, you know, in those days, we we talk really frequently, and and she said, uh, she said, this is troubling you, Steve, and I said, yes, it is, Romy. It's troubling me really bad because I really loved one of these guys, and she said, here's what the Lord told me to tell you: pray not for them, for they have not come against you; they've come against me. Now I got to tell you something. That means a lot to me, especially in the standpoint, Bruce. I wasn't praying for retaliation or anything. I was trying to pray. It's the same thing for the Lord. I said 10 years ago, the difference between me, Alex Jones, and every other talk show host is they think they can turn this around. Have you ever heard me say that? No, sir. In fact, uh, that that's the problem with him, Steve. Uh, you know, God is going to judge this country. And, folks, I don't believe this country is going to be saved. But, you know, individuals can be. And, uh, right. And Steve that's has what tried he told to save the in, individuals. Yep. That's what he told me, and that's what he's told you know, others who are praying, that the simple fact is, Bruce, that, you know, that that the country is under judgment. And, and see, that's so, you know, look at, did America die for anybody's sins? No, you know. I mean, and look at what we've become. We export everything. The world is going to turn on us when our dollar, which they believed in, the presses are on. Look, so when I talk to, and I'll, let's get into some contemporary stuff for the benefit of everyone Imagine the day the earth stands still. There is either an EMP attack, uh, the Internet goes down, the Internet goes down. There are a lot of people who day trade through the Internet. Uh, Stocks and bonds are a lot of people that, you know, play the commodities markets through the Internet. But let's say it even goes to the point where ATM machines are stopped. Let's say there's a collective, collective cyber attack on everyone's bank deposits. And the firewalls that supposedly exist, let me just tell you this. Anybody who builds a firewall can get into that which they build, okay? Yes. If people door. even understood how cyber pirates have blackmailed some of the biggest banks in the world for big dollars. My definition of big dollars, by the way, is billions, okay? If they understood how vulnerable they were, you have nothing it, when, let's just say this. Let's say there's a bank, and let's just take a $100 million bank. And let's say there's 100 depositors, and they put $100 million in that. That $100 million, if it's an FDIC bank, is shipped to the Fed. Outside of what they figure is normal operating capital for the bank, let's say they decide that they need a $1 million in cash to handle a week's worth of transactions or whatever, that's all that's there. So if 100 people rush to the bank to get their million bucks, it isn't there. In other words, let me give you the easiest example I know. Collateralized debt obligations, mortgage-backed securities, derivatives, quantitative easing, everything all in a bundle. Take all the West uh, assets and real, real value commodities and then take that left hand, place it in the right hand, and the right hand is others, the left hand is what's yours, and then basically take the biggest pile of horse manure and IOUs, and that's all the American people have. Their entire capital base has been robbed from that. Steve, that's I remember curse. in 2007, you were warning people even then uh, that if they had an IRA, they had money in the stock market, they needed to get it out and put it into something they could hold in their hands. And you still yep. got people who haven't taken the advice, and they're still saying, "Well, my stockbroker says uh, it's going to come back." And you know, I'm hearing on the news uh, this past month that uh, they're going to probably seize people's IRAs. Um, you coined the phrase, "When the time to act comes, the time to prepare is over." With um, what can people do in this lateness of the hour? How do we endure till the end? Well, I think you endure till the end. The same thing that my first answer—that's always the same. Repent if you don't know Jesus, and ask Him into your heart. 
If you do know Jesus, repent and ask him what your next step should be. You know, it's an amazing thing. I get racked over the coals on gold and silver all the time by supposedly theologians and Christians, etc. When Jesus told the parable of the talents, you know that that's specifically talking about gold. Amen. And the talent was a specific weight. Each talent, I think, 10 million talents, or 10 talents today is the equivalent of 14 million bucks, okay? Wow. So the thing is, is Jesus said, make friends with yourself of unrighteous mammon, so you'll know how to handle the true mammon. But you see, Bruce, when it comes to finances, Christians will give it over to somebody like a financial planner, okay, who goes by the world's thing, putting it into the world's paper. The only thing that people have invented in life, in my opinion, and neither one of them is good, is basically new forms of sin and paper money, okay? Because God established just weights and balances, and that was gold and silver. I've always said your gold and silver will not save you, but it can help you to help others. For all the time I've been on talk radio, I've tried to get people to help others. I do it, and I think that, you know, and I got a lovely email from one of my, uh, I've got a 12-year-old, I believe he's 12, young man in North Carolina that has read everything I've written, everything Tom Horn has written, He's brilliant, and he loves Jesus. Do you know what it's like to be able to talk to a 12-year-old that's on fire? God bless you, Robbie. Thank you so much for the effort you put into your son and your daughter. Yes. The little girl was at school, and they go to a Christian school, I believe, and the Gideons came in. And the little girl took $3 out of her pocket and gave to the man who had come talking about the Gideons have been giving people Bibles since 1899. When that little girl dug into her pocket, uh, you know, get her $3, every other little kid there uh, dug into their pocket. It caused the Gideon representative to break down and cry because he said, never have children given this much. Never. He called the Gideon and said, has anybody ever heard of this? And not once. Just guess what? That little girl and her brother listened to my radio show. I'm not taking credit for it. What I'm saying, though, is their parents are instilling in them the necessity to be a blessing to others. You know, and, and again, you know, this is what I'm trying to say. Bruce, here's the deal. If God blesses a person with a two-fold, three-fold, four-fold, five-fold increase on whatever he's given them, and they go out and help others, then, then God's kingdom is perpetuated, you know? Amen. Yeah, you know, the, the Bible thing says, is, people... Steve, uh, God says, if you lend to the poor, it's as if you've lent to me and I shall repay you. Yes. And, he who uh, gives to the poor lends to the Lord and the Lord shall repay. Amen. That's the scripture. And, and see, again, but here's the thing, Bruce. It's going to be imperative, and I'll, I'll share this too. The Lord has, and I, I spoke this on my radio show, the only time Christians are going to get along is when they're being led into the wilderness and they have no other choice. I have tried to put A and B together in different parts of the country. I have tried to bring C and D and E together. Even those who've shown up in Bozeman, by the way, I have no group, okay? I decided a long time ago, you know, there is no point for me to have a group. So I ought to make every federal agency happy and joyful. Plus, they already know that because, you know, they, they do nothing but harass me. And, and the thing is, is that, oh, and by the way, when I do coast-to-coast, 35,000 uh, military computers, intelligence computers, and, and we, can, we can track who's uh, listening in, obviously, through ISPs. Yes. So do, do people really think that no one takes me seriously? I can tell you this, Bruce, and this is to the grace and gl- uh, glory of God. I have determined in my heart that I'm fed up. I am, I'm over, I, and I will, I'll say this, I'm overboard. I'm tired of people mocking Jesus. If God gives me the grace, the boldness, the health, and the wisdom, 
There is no way I'm going to let this stuff stand. I'm not Brother, making a post in myself. That uh, huh? God sustain you, because if you go off the air, I don't know anybody else is going to tell the truth. I mean, well, I'm just I be honest you with this. you. God I, has um, raised you up for this last day. I know, he's but sustained you because what, you've been willing to tell the go- truth. Yeah, I'm not going off the air, Bruce, because, you know, and, and i got to be honest, I don't like talk radio anymore, okay? Uh, people I once loved broke my heart. People I once cared for betrayed me, you know what I'm saying? And when it causes me to get angry and bitter, then I got off the radio for the sake of my listeners so I wouldn't export that, okay? Because there are some people, as you know, I'm not a pacifist, okay? Unless I say something or be provoked to doing something, I step away, Okay. And that's what I did. I stepped away, and you know I've had some issues, and and you were there for me. I've had a lot of, you know, issues. I mean, you get tired, brother. You just get tired. And I got worn out and worn down, okay? But by the glory of God, the intercessors, and I love you guys out there. I love you. For anybody that's ever said one prayer for my protection or my encouragement or my strength, there are times when I physically feel the prayers of God's people. And again, look, again, I'm nobody. I'm just somebody that happens to know the greatest somebody in the universe. His name is Jesus. People say, how come you don't even tell your own name on your own radio show? I said, because I'm not here to talk about me. I'm talking about Jesus. And I tell people, they they always want to kiss my you-know-what one day and then cut my... <laughs> cut the other side off the next day. You know what I'm saying? They, they, you know, it's like Jesus. He rides into town to Hosanna's only to hear crucify him, and that is the fickle nature of man. You know, how about this, Bruce? How many pastors do you think are preaching the true word of God, where they'll say Jesus didn't come to bring peace, but a sword to the earth, or even quote Matthew, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You know, or how about when Jesus said? Uh, you know, uh, any man that won't leave, uh, uh, you know, a family member for me isn't worthy of the kingdom of God. And yet, Amen. you know, uh, the enemies of a man's life will be those of his own household. How about all those words of Jesus? You know? Brother, I don't know anybody in the mainstream television, uh, maybe with the exception of one guy, Michael Boldea. And that's, <laughs> that's about the only guy out there, I could say, on, on, the, on the TV. Right, and I didn't know Michael's on the TV. I love Michael. I absolutely, from the time his grandfather hit the United States, I followed him. I never met him, you know. I saw the videos, you know. I I, I listened to him when he was on the Prophecy Club. I, li- I read, you know, through the fire well, without burning. Because yeah, uh, but it's Michael, a miracle that I've... he's even on there, Steve. Because to your point, uh, no one's preaching the truth. They're preaching another gospel. They've taken Jesus in the blood out of the, the hymn books. Um, nobody's telling the truth up there, and they're setting people up for massive deception and the great falling away because they're not telling people that the lateness of the hour, that you've got to get prepared spiritually, and you need to take some physical preparations, too, while you still can. Let sure, and let me question. share this. And, and I, Bruce, I want to share something with your listeners because I don't know how many are crossovers, but I got beat up really bad by a lot of evangelical theologians telling me I was off to teach Christian survival until I went to the Lord, okay? Until I went to the Lord. And I asked him, and he said, Steve, what did the Magi bring my son? What did the Magi right. present? I said, well, Lord, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Anybody that knows Christmas knows that. He said, and what did they represent? And I said, well, Lord, those were the most expensive items in the world at that time. And he said, what do you think Mary, Joseph, and Jesus lived on in Egypt? For three years. Yeah, certainly not the donations from TBN, you know. Folks, uh, maybe you you read the Bible and uh, read the story about Joseph, who if he had not uh, obeyed the Lord and put back grain for seven years, 
all the children of Israel would have died, all his 11 brothers, or Noah. Um, Absolutely, but see, people, and, and those guys are examples to us, you know. Or how about in the book of Acts, you know? I mean, look, if it weren't for the Christians and the Gentile Christians taking, uh, you know, an offering. And by the way, uh, you know, some, you can argue the point, was the book of Acts God's perfect will because, you know, they sold everything and had everything in common, you know? But remember this, it was the, uh, the gracious giving from the Gentiles that kept the Jewish believers alive, especially when there was a great famine in the land, you know? And see, this is the thing, Bruce. God blesses us to bless others. And I want to share this with you. I think people need to understand it's not just money. It's a kind word. It's a prayer. I'm convinced that when we get to glory, and and this hit me today again, I, I was driving the same area I drove when the Lord transported me out of my car to the judgment seat of Christ, okay? Wow. And my wife was there, and I said, whenever I come here, I am automatically... It put into that time period. Now, look, I'm as wild as the day was long when I was in my prime, okay? Even when I got saved, I, I, I quit sinning, but I, was, I still drove fast. I still, everything I did, I did, you know, pedal to the metal, okay? If I flew an airplane, it had to be the, the, the fastest jet at the time, you know? And when I say flew it, I am not a pilot. So I would, I would get the pilots to, to, and long story short, I used to be in the jet charter business a number of years ago. I used to race cars. When I say that, that's the lifestyle I lived. It had to be the fastest at its day. It wasn't enough to go 170 miles an hour. I had to go 200 miles an hour in a twin turbocharged Ferrari. And you and I both share that in common. We both like fast cars, right? You literally, absolutely, you literally traveled the world. In fact, that reminds me of a story I haven't heard you tell in a long time. Um, you went to Tahiti one time, and you were on a plane, and uh, who was sitting across from you? Marlon Brando, his bodyguards, and his, uh, I don't know if she was his wife at that time. They were on their way to Tetiaroa. That was the island that Marlon Brando owned. And in in front of me, there was like, I think there were like 10 people on a DC-10 or something. It was Air New Zealand. And, and one was a Catholic priest and two Catholic nuns that I uh, that I argued with for four hours over transubstantiation. I oh mean, we goodness. got along great. But I went to go over. I got up to basically go and talk to Marlon Brando about the gospel of Jesus. And the Lord, sit down. The Lord said, and, and I said, but Lord, you told me to preach the gospel. He said, Steve, I gave him opportunity after opportunity. Wow. And he did not want anything to do with me. And here's what the Lord said, and this broke my heart. It really did break my heart. He said, there's nothing in him that can respond to my Holy Spirit oh any goodness. longer. He was gone, wasn't he? He was gone. That's a real story, you know? And see, when I tell stories like this, people think you make this stuff up. No, I think the Lord let me live the life I've lived and redeem me from it, okay? And propelled me into what he's having me do now. Because, Bruce, I can relate. I, seriously, people, and this is, I'd say this is a gift I have, and it's, it's God's gift. And it's how I see Jesus. And I thought, wow, Lord, you'd share that ministry with me? And, and I can give God a, I, seriously, I sat down one time to give God a hundred reasons why he should just quit, quit, you know, using me. I, I just said, Lord, I, I've screwed up too much. I can't, you know, uh, I mean, I gave him a hundred reasons. You know what? He said, Steve, it doesn't matter. I love you and I've called you. I said, but it does matter, Lord. You see, I'm trying to understand God in my wisdom. Uh, joke, okay? I'm trying to give God a hundred reasons why I should do anything but what I'm doing. But I took the position, Bruce, a long time ago, and I guess after pretty close to four decades, I've got a little bit of perspective, that when I read the parables, and by the way, Sue, if you're listening, I need those parables. 
the parable of, of, of basically there are two men. One said he would do the will of God and didn't. The other said, I don't want to do it and did. And Jesus said, which one did the will of God, you know? When yeah. people say, who do you see yourself as in the New Testament? I said, simple. The sinner being his breath, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You know? That's how I see myself. I'm saved by the blood of the Lamb. I know I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. But I've got to tell you something, Bruce. Why would anybody want to boast in themselves, in, in themselves or, you know, or, or build their kingdom when God is so amazingly wonderful, beyond all description, beyond all uh, of man's ability to communicate, and he gives us his kingdom? Boy, that's a, that's a trade I'll make in a heartbeat. You know? Amen to that. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want my own kingdom. I'm happy with his. You know, I don't want to build a name for myself. God will give me a rock with a new name. And what that new name, and you know, there's something that we should talk about sometime, can't do it tonight, but the idea of total identity, that you're known for who you are, and you know who you really are, and everything that the God that God gives you with that white stone and a new name is everything you are, everything God has made you to be, everything God has called you to be. I'll tell you what, that's a mind blower, my brother. That's like a plugging your thumb into 480 volts, okay? I mean, that makes your hair stand on end, that God is that wonderful. Uh, I'm going to post a vision, Bruce, that a person saw of how God makes our garments of righteousness. He said he, said he saw the angels, literally, uh, a person was standing, I think, outside the gates, ready to enter in. They were redeemed. And the angels come out, you know, and I guess you'd call them tailoring angels, and they're laying light strands over the person, and these light strands are going together, forming literally a tunic of light, you know? God is the light of the world. You know, it's amazing. It is amazing to me how, how, how wonderful the Lord is. You know, look, I understand I'm shabby. I know that. I understand a hundred. No, that's a lie. A thousand reasons why, you know, I shouldn't be used. But I can't deny the fact that God did what he did in his life. And my, my gut feeling is, is that a lady who kicked me out of her house because I was so foul-mouthed, her, friend, her son was my best friend, who, by the way, what he and his entire family were wiped out by a drunk driver on a road in their vehicle out sightseeing oh one Sunday, and he was in a coma. And the lady that prayed me into the kingdom... Okay, because I was such a despicable, I mean, listen, despicable was kind, okay? She prayed me in the kingdom. After I got saved, I got to lead her son, okay, to the Lord in a coma. And he squeezed my hand, and he started weeping, Bruce, and he accepted God, Jesus. Have mercy. And he died. Praise God. You know? Wow. So, you see, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, the love of God, oh, man, how can somebody even even resist the, 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 the offer of that kind of love, you know? And for those out there tonight that are backslidden, listen, you can email me, steve777 at stevequail.com. Give me your phone number. And I don't care if you're basically at Hooker Central. I don't care what you're doing. That's not my issue. That's your issue with God. But I'd like to pray with you because, listen, the Lord's word is, is that this is a time, Bruce, when he's compelling the angels to go out in the highways and byways and compel them to come in. There's nothing that the blood of Jesus won't forgive. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Now, there are those who have gone over blaspheming the Holy Ghost, and that's a whole different issue. And blaspheming the Holy Ghost, basically, if you notice the context, the only time Jesus ever uh, called blasphemy the unpardonable sin was when he was casting out demons, and the, the religious people accused him of casting out demons by having the Prince of Hell in him. Do you remember that? That's right. 
take it in the scripture. Some of you better be very, very careful about accusing people who cast out demons of being of the devil, because in that realm, you're on very dangerous ground. There's and I want to share something, Steve. Um, people, you know, heard, heard some of the earlier conversation about the fallen angels. Yep. Folks, everything Steve has been warning people about is starting to take place. You know, Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and giving marriage and knew not till the flood came and took them away. But I believe it's also talking about the return of the uh, the fallen angels. And, uh, Steve, we had a case about two weeks ago. A lady called in from Canada, and she had an open house. And they had a lot of people coming through, and she just seems to remember a lot of Mormons that were coming in. Uh, she gets attacked in the middle of the night. Uh, she feels something going on. Without getting too graphic on radio, she was being raped, folks. The demons literally manifested. And uh, when she realized what was going on, she remembered to say, I bind you in Jesus' name. And she started pleading the blood of Jesus, and they lifted off of this girl. She was physically being raped. Now, I said, were you dreaming? She says, no, I was sitting there, and I couldn't believe what was going on. Uh, you're going to see that happen more and more. And I had another guy say, he's a minister, Steve, named Joseph Jasinski in Canada. Uh, he studied actually under Wynne Worley. He said, God has shown him that the veil is being pierced, and these things are going to start materializing. People are going to see them. Yeah, I did that ten years ago. Okay, but you know, here's the deal. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not putting myself in opposition to the man you're talking about. Okay, but see, Bruce, the thing is, is that what? And, and, and I'm open to you because, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know this, but Bruce keeps twisting my arm and in love. <laughs> to, you know, he does. But I got to tell you, I, I, I literally mean this, Bruce. You know, the, the thing is, is that. How do you tell people what lies ahead for them when they won't even acknowledge what's right before them, okay? I get emails all the time, and people say, tell me what you really know, and I answer them simply, I won't because you can't handle it, you know? And then they get offended the and say that, say that uh, you know, well, who are you to tell me if I can handle it? And I said, I'm no one to tell you if you can handle it. You've already, in the, in the basis of your email, told me you can't handle it. Can you follow me? Because See, we see, got a... Uh we got a special request for you here tonight. Now, I have run you like a racehorse for two hours. I haven't even given you a break. <laughs> well, no. You know, if you want to take a break, I'm good for the next 14 minutes, but I'm off at 11, Bruce, because I literally went hoarse for two weeks, okay? And if I cough, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. I coughed the other night when I did my own show. I got such, it's the weirdest thing. I got the worst case of laryngitis. And by the way, I take all the right stuff, do all the right stuff, you know. And the thing is, is that something hit me, and I literally was almost speechless. And, and, and uh, well, I couldn't talk. I sounded like, you know, some kind of aberration. And I, I could talk for about five minutes. After five minutes, I totally went silent. You oh, know? I mean, I would sound like this. You know, I, couldn't, I couldn't talk. So the thing is, Bruce, while I yet have breath, you know, here's the thing. You know, even while I'm talking to you, and, and I want to share something. Those of you who criticize me for even acknowledging my critics, have you ever thought that there are times the Lord says, answer that critic on the air? Are there those of you that thought that maybe this is the last time that specific critic has a chance to hear the gospel? So I, I'm just sharing this, Bruce, you know. I am not out to please anyone. I want to share that, except he who saved me. You know what I mean? I'm not out to win friends and influence people. I'm not out to anything except to save lives and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm out to share with people the most wonderful, loving, amazing, 
being in the universe. When I looked into Jesus' eyes and he looked into my eyes, you know what I saw? Total forgiveness, total acceptance. Every cell in my body exploded with joy. You know? Praise I can't God. tell you what it's like. And when I saw Jesus, I, I'm sorry, but it was identical to the way John saw him on, on the island of Patmos, you know? He didn't show up as a Catholic painting, okay? He didn't show up in my room as a, as a, as a uh, you know, uh, let's say a pictogram or a dream or a vision. People get mad at me because I call him Jesus and not Yeshua HaMashiach. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, when he told me, I am Jesus, your Savior, there was no way I would have understood who Yeshua HaMashiach was. Amen. If that makes you happy to call him that, call him that. Obviously, he knows your heart. But don't basically judge mine because that's who he revealed himself as to me. Someone says, that was just the devil pretending to be Jesus. I said, uh-uh. Brethren, I was teaching the devil a few uh, tricks on evil. And then Jesus redeemed me from that. You know, it's amazing because uh, it seems like everybody's got a plan for my life, but they sure don't want the one that God has for me. I'm talking Steve, about... I've... I've been attacked by that same thing. There are uh, some that would call themselves believers, and they'll kill you now if uh, you don't use the Hebrew name of Yeshua and you say the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, folks, that's uh, that's bewitchment. Oh, Let me tell you about the fist of Yahweh, okay? That might be a good uh, indication. He can't wait to sodomize me, he and his brethren, you know, the hammer of Yahweh. I got to tell you something. Every death threat I've come for, every and I'm not forgive me, not just death threat, but operations. And if it weren't for some men and women a lot braver than anybody I've ever met uh, intervening, I would have been dead. Okay, but everyone who has said bless Yahweh or whatever, the ones that have come against me to physically take my life have been those who use the name of Yahweh. Now I think they're misusing God's name, don't you? I'm like uh, what this, kind uh, of a human being wants to sodomize someone? Uh, excuse me, doesn't that sound like the other side? And these are all people that contend that they have the truth, you know? You know, brother, the only name that uh, causes people to get angry and want to kill each other is the name of Jesus Christ. What's that tell you, folks? There's power in the name of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to throw people off in the right field and say, you've got to call him by his Hebrew name. The Son of God is big enough to answer English, or if you want to call him Yeshua. But don't tell me if I use the name Jesus Christ, there's no power. Let me tell uh, you an interesting story, Bruce, because this will this will thrill your heart. I was once involved in, and I used to be involved in the deliverance ministry, okay? I mean, in a big way. I studied under uh, Win Worley. I studied under the Hammonds. But my best teaching, and it came from Derek Prince, okay? Yes. He's got a great book on demons. Powerful. And Derek Prince said this, he said, it's not that there's a demon behind every bush, but he said he's yet to meet a Christian that didn't need deliverance. You remember that? Amen. So sure people did. say, well, how can the Holy Spirit indwell me? It's simple. The spirit of man is different than the soul of man. It's that's like, right. you know, and, and, and the soulishness, the mind, will, intellect, and emotions, that's where Christians get hammered, you know? Let but, me share but something. Again, I want to share this with you, Bruce. I was I was casting out a demon, and the Spirit of God rose up inside me and said, speak to him in this language. Wow. I commanded the demon, and I was speaking in tongues, okay, and instantly the demon answered uh, 
uh, in English and said, ah, I see you know our language. <laughs> and I said, Spirit in Jesus' name, I don't know it, but the Lord rebuke you, you know. Yeah. And, and look, you know, this is really a tragedy that so many people go around with so much bondage. Unless you've known someone who's a Christian, who's blowing their brains out, Unless and a Christian, I'm talking people that love Jesus, unless you see the power of deception, unless you understand what's coming against you, incubus and succubus, come on, there are, there are, there are specific uh, movie stars uh, extolling the virtues of having sex with demons, okay? Focus For the truth. record, you guys, Marilyn Monroe, before she murdered Todd, was, was uh, doing that, Anton LaVey, too. Meryl, uh, what was Jane Mansfield? And yes. I think uh, I think the last one that I heard publicly talk about her uh, sexcapades was uh, Lucy Liu or somebody talking about you know. And I'm just saying this: it's out in the open, Surely you know. Or, or Bruce, uh, when the aliens come, how about the scene in Independence Day where all the people are up on the roof, you know, wanting to be taken away by the aliens? You know, I mean, I'm serious. They want to have their babies. And so yeah, there's the just more, and, and the whole thing about the aliens, you really think people that travel light years to come to Earth are coming here because they see the Earth as some kind of terrestrial whorehouse? And yet every time there's an abduction of either a female or a male, it's always sexual prodding, sexual probing, or the taking of the seed of man or the, the egg of a woman. Now you tell me where that comes from. That comes specifically from Genesis 6. Amen. And Tom, and- that is fallen angels, folks, and they're doing it again. And let me uh, don't take my word on it, or Steve's. Go to what Jesus said. Jesus said, "Deliverance is a children's bread." Okay, deliverance is for the Christian. Now, I might make some enemies here, but the Apostle Paul had a demon. It's very clear. He said he had a thorn in the flesh. That's in his body. The messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. It was a demon. Okay, so the point is, is uh, an allocation has been made for you and I to get set free. Get saved, get washed in the blood of Jesus, and then if you have a demonic spirit in you, get some deliverance. Commanded to go in Jesus' name, and you can be set free, and then stay set free, and close these demonic gateways and portals that the world is opening up, because they're trying to bring them back in here and do it all over again. Steve? Well, and, this, and not trying, Bruce. You've got to change your tense. They are succeeding. <laughs> because if you know this, Mystery Babylon becomes what? A habitation of devils? Sure does. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, in the last seven minutes, here's what's going to happen. I don't know when. You know, my sources, they can be wrong. Have they been wrong? Yes. Are there, is there uh, intentional disinformation said to me? Yes. But are there times where God supernaturally intervenes? Absolutely. I can't delineate, for the, but here's the way it's set to go down, Bruce. Either by an electromagnetic pulse attack, and you don't need a nuclear weapon to do that, the solar storm... <laughs> solar storm that's coming or a massive cyber attack the financial system's going down what you've got to understand is all the old has to be done away with what you're watching in britain is a self-immolation of the phoenix they are absolutely destroying their country to supposedly bring something back in its place I said 15 years ago, watch the United States middle class die, watch China's middle class be built up, uh, the power mongers that you know, control the Federal Reserve, yes. they basically, Jesus said, the love of money is the root of all evil. They would rather have 1.3 billion people with credit cards paying them interest than the lousy 200 million people in America that can no longer pay for anything. I Steve, said that 15 years ago. I, I said got a 15 years ago. Of a few minutes, uh, I've got so many questions pouring here in the chat room. I need to fire off a couple things to you. Uh, 
people are saying, uh, you made mention that uh, one day soon there's going to be what's called a red screen. One of the questions coming out, what is the red screen and how far off are we from that? That's a good question. My last posting, which is not yet, okay, my, and I had a guy answer me or to send me an email. The red screen is simply this. It will be that this is the final posting on stevequail.com. You have two weeks to do whatever you're going to do. Then it all comes down. And basically, it's my uh, uh, last statement, if you will. Now, if the Internet attack comes or whatever, then I don't get a chance to post a red screen. So I'm telling people, don't look to me. I will give it if it's possible. But go to the Lord, because the Lord may tell some of you to head to the hills now. Head to the hills means change your location. Okay, here's the next question for you. Pardon? Okay, here's the next question for you. Um, Everybody uh, is admitting that what you've been saying is true. Uh, Gold and silver is now going crazy. Uh, Is it too late for someone to get into the market? And if so, do they go with gold or silver? What's your recommendation on that? Well, let me say this. Uh, I posted a warning on my site today. There's silver eagles are still available in junk bags of silver. No, it's not too late. Listen, let me explain to everybody how to figure out where the prices of gold and silver are going and that they, so they can see how the econometric forecasting works. It's, it's, it's known that 1% of the American population owns metals at these levels. If 2% buy it in a panic, it doubles. If 3% buy it, it triples. So I would say this, and my standard statement is, if anybody has less than $10,000, go silver, because silver hasn't reached its old 1980 high of $50 an ounce, where gold has exceeded its previous high of 850 by almost 500 bucks. The, real, is, pl- the real play, Bruce, by the way, is in platinum and palladium. Oh, really? and, and I've been telling people, look, I remember when I posted buy palladium at 320 okay? I remember when I posted buy it at 80 and it jumped to $1,150 that year. Man, that's true. You know? See, the thing that is is that I've got 9,000 hours to prove I said this stuff before it happened. But somehow I don't know what I'm talking about, and that's because, listen, I had a lieutenant colonel from NORTHCOM in my office saying, we listen to everything you do, we listen to everything you know that you write, and immediately we go out and try and discredit you, we stack the boards against you, you know. And, and you know, I mean, so this is a guy that uh, I know his dad. His dad and I went to college together, you know. So Where, yeah. where is silver going to, Steve? Right now it's about $23 an ounce. $165 would take it to its previous 1980 high in purchasing power. Wow. I see silver going to probably five to 600 bucks. It's so short, Bruce, and this is the key that really bothers me. I called my largest supplier. I've been doing business with them for 28 years, okay? They're a billion-dollar company. Uh, never have they been out of silver rounds, okay, and silver bars. That means 10-ounce bars or one-ounce silver coins, okay? Uh, and, and they're, they're four to eight weeks out, okay? Now that takes us right into this hell period of which the web bots and others are speaking. Absolutely. How much time do you think we've got before, uh, the next 911 style event is pulled in this country? It looks I think like we're, it could go I any think we're time. basically watching the clock. As a general once told me, we're no longer watching the calendar. Uh, the web bots are out saying November 8th is a tipping point. My sources in Asia say that uh, what, what, what day of the week is uh, Thanksgiving this year? Uh, let's see here. Is that the, if somebody uh, can email you that. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Is that the uh, probably the 25th? Okay. Count back 21 days. Uh, or f- forgive me. If you count back 21 days 
from Thanksgiving, and I, I can't tell you why that number is important. I promised I wouldn't go into the detail on the radio tonight, but 21 days back, that puts us in around the fourth. That puts us in the fourth to the eighth time period of the web bots. Now, look, here's what the web bots are. It's real simply, okay? I mean, you can Give go listen. By the way, the, oh, the guy that does them is a genius, but he hates Christians, okay? People yeah. need to know that. And he hates this specific Christian with a passion. Me. Wow. But the point is, is that, and whenever you see X-Gens, X-T-I-A-N-S, that should be your first clue that somebody doesn't like you, because that's how Satanists refer to Christians. I'm not saying he is one. I'm okay. just saying that whenever I see that, it's a very derogatory term. They'll also re- refer to Jesus as the Nazarene or the okay. Demurge, D-E-M-I-U-R-G-E. But when you see the word Exchins, okay, that's not a good sign that uh, someone's open-minded. Oh. The you know, the, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of your thoughts, your fingers type. If I send an email to Bruce saying, and it's upon a public forum, I have a friend who's an uncle in the uh, you know, Army Reserve, and he said it's all coming down by Wednesday, uh, November 4th, and there's a thousand of those postings, then that goes into, uh, you know, a meme or a theme, and they have their own filters, how they select what information they do and rank it and everything. But it's really an easy concept to understand. And it must be important because the military took it down uh, two weeks ago in a big way. They shut off all ISPs. So, ladies and gentlemen, ask yourself this. Are you set for no Internet? I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm on the Internet all the time looking for stories to post and stuff and communicating with people. But what, what do we do to communicate, Steve, when the Internet goes down? Will there be any other way to do it? Shortwave, will that still be up? Shortwave's the only way, and then once you transmit on a shortwave, uh, you know, it will be dependent on how God evens the playing field, Bruce. Uh, a lot of the high-technology stuff is going to fail. Uh, you know, there are back doors into the military secret stuff. Uh, the biggest mistake the United States ever made was uh, allowing foreign firms to basically uh, develop high-technology electronics platforms, and everything is bigger and better and more technically uh, sophisticated, yet the, the Russians and Chinese use the sheer volume of uh, basic mechanical stuff. doesn't mean they don't have the high-tech toys, too. But, you know, the problem is is that we've become a total, 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 God-rejecting, Jesus-hating nation that's opened itself up. Listen, how about this? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. A Christian could not carry the monkey god in his pocket. The Christian could not go to a Hindu festival and uh, have evil spirits invoked into you and over you. A Christian cannot do the things. But see, because the men of God are false shepherds, and look, that's, that's God's right. business. That's God's business. But if you want to know how God uh, deals with false shepherds, I'm telling you point blank. Many of them are going to drop dead in the pulpit. Many of them are going to flee. Many of them are going to be abandoned. And many of them are going to be murdered. And that's a horrible thing to say by members of their own congregation who find themselves having been lied to when they're still here, you know. It's and a tragedy, being, Bruce. Uh, Exposed it's a as, uh, exposed uh, on national TV. Let me ask you Absolutely. a question. Um, in addition to um, okay, the, the term, when the time that comes, the time repair is over with. Uh, people are saying, "Well, what do I do then? Uh, do I buy? Uh, is it called ETFs or or paper gold no. or silver?" Exchange, yeah, paper gold. An, an ETF is an exchange traded fund. Let me give you the golden rule, and if you don't get this, there's no point in asking me any more questions. If you can't touch it, you don't own it. 
An ETF is an exchange-traded fund that supposedly buys physical metals and then issues stocks or shares in the physical pool of metals. But there are too many IOUs in that, okay? Let's say somebody says they have 10, 000, or 10 tons of gold. If you can't touch it, you don't own it. See, that question tells me that the person does not want to take responsibility. If you have it in your possession, you know you have it in your possession. If someone else, how do you, how do you, how do you liquidate an ETF, especially if the Internet goes down or the phones go down? You know, you can't do it. If you have physical gold coins or silver coins, you know, you hide them, you do whatever you do, but the point is you can at least get to them. You've got some means of barter. Food first. I've never said buy gold or silver until you've bought food first and your survival items, okay? What kind of uh, Here's a question uh, that came recommend? up a half a dozen times, Bruce. I've got to answer this. Should yeah. I pay down my house uh, or should I take the money and put it in metals? Take it and put it in metals. 28% return for the last 10 years. Uh, yep. Good night. Yeah, the real estate, my sources in the real estate business, and I'm talking internationally, these are guys that have more zeros after their names than you and I can write, okay, are saying they expect the housing prices across the board in America to go to 10 to 25% of their prices now. Wow. Good grief. Okay, so do you want to put your money into a depreciating asset, or do you want to put it in? And, and I want to tell you something, Bruce. I have people day after day that call me. I'm going to buy silver, but I'm waiting for it to go down. I'm going to buy silver, waiting for it to go down. It's kind of like I'd gladly pay you Friday for a hamburger today. Well, the point is, is that, look, there's getting to be very little silver available. That's not a sales pitch. That's, that just happens to be, look. Here's another thing I like. I've been in the precious metals business 28 years. People who buy five, ten, fifteen, or even a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars somehow become the experts, and I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, see, and then people who know even less than those people get on these boards and absolutely ask for advice, and then people that don't know anything about it give them advice that's worse than their own, uh, you know, assumption. The thing is, is that Bruce. It doesn't matter. I, I coined the term. Here's one you're free to use at your discretion or at your liking. Dumb unto death. They wow. do not want to know. They, no, they just keep don't. their heads buried in the sand like an ostrich. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've heard the term red bloom list. You were one of the first to break the story on that. Uh, what does the New World Order have planned for America, Steve? After they collapse the uh, the economy, um, are we going to see some kind of uh, catalyst in a civil war breakout here? Like Absolutely, that's the saw? plan. The plan is to turn everybody in this country. And they've done a good job of it. You know, see, the minute here's the thing. Oh Lord, Jesus said, "We're the salt of the earth," meaning Christians. If salt loses its savor, it's henceforth good for nothing, but be trodden under the foot of man. What's happening to Christians right now? They're being vilified, they're being nullified, and they're soon to be destroyed. I once, Bruce, went on the radio and praised God a whole hour. I was told to do that by the Lord because he said, Steve, when Jehoshaphat could not beat what was coming against me, or coming against him, he appointed singers, and everybody can go and read that. And God delivered the people. Yet Queen Esther goes in before the king and, and tells the king of the plan that Haman has to destroy the Jews. I've got to tell you something, I, and I say this to you lady warriors out there, God bless you, because, Amen. Bruce, the mightiest men of God I know are women, most of them. I can very, say this, there are very few people, 
and I mean this with no flattery, that basically I respect any longer in the ministry, especially on even talk radio, okay? It's the truth. I, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, I pray for a lot of them. I love a lot of them. But I don't respect some of their stands, you know? And yes. some of the most, you know, uh, sniveling, cowardly men who have come up against me, okay? And, and yet, somehow, they go out and they put up their, their groups and stuff, and they are, they are simply no, doing nothing original. They're just repeating what I say or Stan Deo says or what somebody else says. You follow me? Steve, the word's true. It says God went to look for a man, and he couldn't find one. Yes. And, and so here's what I'm trying to tell people. Get right with Jesus, okay? And again, I'm serious, Bruce. I, I don't know why I'm being impressed like this, and this is why I agree to go on your show. I'm not trying to make anything spiritual because I'm the quintessential pragmatist, okay? But I felt like the Lord said, Steve, you tell the backsliders, you tell the people that think I'm mad at them or I'm finished with them to come home to Jesus. Amen. And I'm telling you people that tonight. I am telling you my testimony. I'm telling you that I'm not crazy. I'm telling you that I'm getting emails from my intercessors now. And the thing is, is I'm telling you that there's nothing that's unforgivable. And I'll be right there in line with all of you guys in the backsliders, praising Jesus, lifting my hand, saying, Thank you, Lord, for your mercy to those of us who absolutely are the least deserving under heaven. Yet thank you, God, that your gift of grace, your love, your forgiveness, your acceptance. You know, look, Jesus first catches his fish before he cleans them, okay? And yet some of us want to gut some of our, our fellow brethren because they don't toe the line the way we think they are. I tell people I'm a different kind of shepherd. Number one, I don't eat mutton. And number two, I want to leave all the wool I can get on the sheep because I know how cold it's getting and it's going to become, you know. God, Listen, those true. who have been fleeced have nothing to basically protect themselves with outside the provision of God. Those who yes. have been blessed, you know, what greater testimony than this, than to be able to bless others. And by Amen. the way, Bruce, I do walk the walk, okay. I've never asked anybody to do anything I won't do myself. Praise Never. God. That is that is the truth, folks. If you're tuning in right now, it's because you're still awake, and today is the day of salvation. When Steve was on that airplane, and uh, he was sitting across from Marlon Brando, it was too late. There comes a day where you can be turned over to be reprobate, and um, the Holy Spirit won't convict you anymore. So, I mean, you know, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to take some action while we still have an opportunity to do it. Now, Steve, uh, number one is a person needs to uh, get their spiritual house in order. Absolutely. Number, number two, uh, it says a man that doesn't take care of his family is worse than an infidel. So, folks, uh, they're trying to collapse the system now. It's happening before our very eyes. Uh, Steve, um, you understand the Argentinian collapse. A lot of people never heard about that. Would you give in a nutshell what happened to those in Argentina? They woke up one day and their world had changed? Well, right, and, and there's, a, there's a tremendous series where I think it's called Furful, F-E-R-F-A-L, you know? Just uh, put Furful Argentina, and he'll take you through the whole thing. And then there's another uh, guy on the Internet called Adrian Salbucci, S-A-L-B-U-C-H-I. Bruce, instead of taking the time to let, let the people listen to the guys, they're both Argentinian, okay? Okay. But Argentina was one of the most pr uh, prosperous countries in South America, okay? And the thing is, is it happens so their middle class got wiped out. And, and Bruce, here's the thing, too. 
The, one of the things that people need to understand is, well, this thing's going to turn around. All trading on the stock market now may be 1%, but 99% of it is program trading. It's designed to get the last vestiges of cash out of the pockets of the sucker American public. For those of you that want to buy silver or gold, if I'll get a hold of you on this weekend. You can send me an email. And I'm so worried, Bruce, and I put up on my website today, I will only sell what I can deliver immediately. Uh, you know, immediately means the post office takes five days on registered mail, and I ship all gold, silver, and pl- gold, platinum, and palladium because obviously it doesn't weigh so much uh, overnight. I would ship silver overnight if the person wants to pay for it, but I pay for the shipping with the exception. Uh, excuse me, I pay for the shipping overnight for those who buy gold, silver. I'm sorry, gold, platinum, palladium. Silver has to go five days because it's just so heavy. Steve, um, in a nutshell, the people woke up, folks. Uh, in Argentina, and um, they awoke to find out that uh, the money they had in their account the night before was now worth half, and they couldn't even get it out if they wanted to because the government had froze the bank system and was rashing it out. And, uh, Steve, I know that uh, not only are they collapsing the dollar here, but uh, they're also uh, taking uh, real estate foreclosures or at a mammoth rate right now. Uh, literally, they want to take everything that uh, we've ever worked for. You know, can I say this? I say statements like this, and people don't understand what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be cute or poetic, but rape, pillage, and plunder, the United States is being plowed under, okay? When they were going to vaccinate us all, it was the hand of a loving God that stopped it. Bruce, we were ready to go to a biohazard five. The United Nations was set to stop in. I went to the Lord in prayer and others, and I want to make this clear. I'm just a mouthpiece. The heart of everything I do are the intercessors, okay? And I want to share something with you. And, and the Lord said simply to me, watch what I will do. And I shared that with my listeners. Alex Jones let me pray God bless him on his show, and within 12 hours, everything fell apart. Most people, you know, most people didn't realize that we were that close to martial law, that close. The, the, uh, the, the top secret command structure in the United States, I think in uh, that point, uh, oh, good night. Uh, I forget the, the name, and Hawk could refresh my memory on it, but during that time, man, everybody was flying around in secret, secret aircraft that most people don't even know exist. They're the triangular-shaped ones called TR-3Bs. Yes. This Hawk and I used to get beat up a bunch on different talk shows and different things. Well, I've never... St- seen one, well, then you're a dumb unto death person because 100,000 people saw it in Beijing, you know, uh, uh, 200,000 people saw them in South America, you know, and, and what people are seeing now is the very thing that I spoke 15 years ago, 10 years ago, I'm sorry, I spoke at first 15 years ago and then reiterated 10 years ago, I think, in a prophecy, that the unseen things, the things that were behind the veil, the veil was going to be torn, they're going to come forth. Uh, here's a question from the chat room, two of them. It says, uh, Steve, um same scenario that's happening here in America, do you predict the same thing for Canada? Uh, or is Canada well, a Canada's, same place listen, maybe and to the go Canadians to? may not like this, but you guys don't know it yet, but you're already part of the new United States. That's what Obama meant when he was talking about the 57 states. Absolutely. Canada will be quintessential in being the staging ground for the invasion of the United States by the Russians and Chinese. My goodness. Uh, do you see uh, China uh, pulling the U.S. dollar altogether, all pulling the plug on it? Actually, you know, the U.S. dollar is pulling the plug on itself. Uh, my sources in Asia tell me that if you go with a million bucks to any place, you're going to get a 40% discount. 
Wow. Um, so what does a person do uh, if they have uh, s- still a little bit of resources in their hand? Uh, get some food, precious metals? Um, food first. Okay, now here's the next question. Um, what about the uh, these foreign uh, troops that are being uh, cited? We're seeing a lot of people write in and say that they're seeing a lot of uh, Russians come into the country. Is the fifth call oh, come on, every, every nation, look, all you've got to do is go on the Internet, and we came up with a fancy way of bringing them in. First of all, let me give a quick brief overview of this. And, and this was told to me by four-star generals, okay? And I'm not talking about retired ones that they have on Fox. I'm talking active duty. They, they're at, at, let's see, in nine, what year is this now? 2010 and 2007, there were 385,000 foreign troops here. When George Bush Sr. Uh, shut down all those military bases, they weren't closed, okay? They were transferred to NATO and to specific countries, i.e. to train with. Uh, we've got the Royal, what, Singapore Air Force over in Idaho. That's right. We've got, we've got Kyrgyzstan troops in Montana. And every uh, eastern... Uh-huh. Uh, Air, two, two German Luftwaffe Air Force bases in the country. Yeah, Holloman Air Force Base, and there's another one. But here's the deal. They've even, been, they've even opened up and said, we're here to take Americans' guns away. Let me read you an email that is got in, okay? And this is important because this is real-time stuff. And I can't, ladies and gentlemen, I don't update my website. It up, gets updated Monday through Friday, you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning mountain time. Uh, but the alerts are coming into me even now, okay? Now, this is from someone in, uh, in uh, I'll just say this, someone in the country, okay? Uh, and he's in the prison system. He says, our fall training was canceled. However, our emergency response team, that is jail only, is being trained for house entry and search. Oh my Never goodness. happened before. They haven't been told why. Okay, let's play the Jeopardy theme song in the background. What does the New World Order Illuminati want out of the hands of Americans more than anything, Bruce? Uh, they want our firearms because you that's got it. last vestige of freedom. You got it. Because, listen, an armed population is the only thing we've got left to, to, to fight with. Now, I want to share something with everyone. The Scripture talks about a time where it's going to be so bad, you know, that that and some people say, well, uh, Paul said, you know, uh, obey the government. That's not what he said in Romans 13. That is the most uh, uh, how should I say this? Useful idiot passage of scripture when misapplied and misunderstood. Jesus said himself, "Ye have not yet resisted evil under the shedding of blood." Does Jesus say, "Go out and kill everybody"? No. But what he is saying is, a time's going to come. Paul basically had to have a sword. Peter had to have a sword. Paul talked about fighting with robbers. He didn't just say, you know, the Lord rebuke you. I think the thing that is, and, and, and look, you and I both have been in the tactical weapons business, okay? Legal, yes. I might add. And tactical is practical. I have never seen such a lack of basic understanding as to where the Word of God is. There's, look, suicide is bad. Paul said, any man that doesn't provide for his family is worse than an infidel. When I hear people tell me, oh, they're just going to trust Jesus, I say, do you go to the doctor when you get uh, sick? Well, yes. I said, do you go to the dentist? 
when you have a toothache? Well, yes. I said, and what do you do when, uh, you know, a circumstance goes beyond your control? Well, I call this or call that person. I said, so, so you're telling me in the worst time period in history just to trust Jesus, but you don't trust him in the best time history? If you're telling me to trust Jesus with my life, then why don't you trust him with your health? Why don't you trust him with your teeth? You see, because we're a bunch of bloody phonies. Steve, we talk um, the talk. We're going to we see L.A. riots uh, 1,000 fold. And folks, um, I operated a gun store, and I had uh, some people come in one day, and I was talking about the time we were living in, and I said, are you are you preparing um, while you still can do something? And they said, no, I'm not worried about it. When that time comes, I'll just go take it by force from my neighbor. Folks, when the, the riots break out in this country, they're going to come to rape, pillage, and take anything they can by force. And uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to just let them say, come on in and rape my wife and take my I children? I had a guy tell me that, Bruce. I've told the story over and over, and I had a brigadier general tell me, uh, good for you, Steve. It was a doctor that was in Bozeman, and he told me if his wife was being raped, he would sit there and pray. I said, Doctor, I said, I would shoot the rapist instantly, and then I would turn and shoot you. And somebody said, well, you can't say that. He's a brother. I said, no. Any man that would sit there and not even provide for the safety of his family, he and I have never been uh, not spoken together since that time. Steve, I believe that uh, when Katrina happened and we had Blackwater on yep. the ground, that was nothing more than a test run for house-to-house search and seizure. Absolutely. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, everybody that is being ordered now, the U.S. Marshals, uh, specific marshals, specific bureau agents, look, I could tell people, and if they listen to Hawk tonight, and I know there were technical difficulties, but I can tell you that um, Jesus said, or the scripture says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Bruce, there are people listening to me tonight that still don't know how to pray and hear from God themselves, okay? And that's the tragedy. That's because the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists, the prophets, apostles. Look, I don't want to see somebody's... I literally was given a card. I won't tell you the guy's name. I think he's known on the Internet. But it says, so-and-so, pastor, prophet, evangelist, teacher. And I said, well, why don't you just add the final thing? And he said, what was that? I said, son of God. Because, you know, I mean, this guy, basically, there are so many people parading out there. You know, trying to be this, trying to be that. Thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. First of all, I am not a prophet. Have you ever heard me say that? Never. No, sir. I'm not. But I do know this. The Bible says that, that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And First Corinthians says that, that all may prophesy. That doesn't mean all are prophets. The thing is, is that God and Moses spoke in the Old Testament. He said, I would that all God's children would be prophets. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit is, is going to tell you what's going to come. He's going to. He's going to bear witness. He doesn't contradict the Word, and the Word doesn't contradict the Holy Spirit. But we, his people, God's people, i got to tell you something. I don't even know if dumb unto death is accurate. And I say, I don't believe in revivals. I believe in resurrection. Because this is a Lazarus generation. We're all wrapped up, tied up, and man, we got so many stones rolled against the tomb. And unless Jesus comes, rolls away his tomb, and says to us, come forth. And that is the commandment of the living God tonight. To come out of your grave clothes, to come up, rise up, take your inheritance, believe God for what he said in his word. Understand he will fight for his people. He does fight for you. He loves you, and no one can take you out of the hand of Jesus. No demon, no devil, Amen. no, uh, uh, you know, bulletin board on the computer or blog, you know. You know, again, listen, 
there are people that are ready to kill each other that profess to be Christians. I cannot tell you how many times I have had death threats from Christians, okay? And I say, listen, if you want to draw me, let's take a time and place. Then I repent, and I say, Lord, you deal with them, okay? Or, or the people that just, they, they, they have no life, so they live on the Internet, okay? Supposedly trying to keep in contact. I tell you this, I, and I gave the people the word of the Lord, and there are maybe a couple of exceptions. <laughs> but the Lord told me to tell my people, Steve, tell them to get off the boards and get on their knees. Amen. You know, the same people that say, oh, brother, I love you so much, are the ones that are going to stab you. The ones that are talking about their preps, you know. Look, the thing is, preps mean their preparations. Look, the deal is, is that whose acknowledgement do they want? Bruce, when you go on the air and you do your radio show, what's your ultimate concern? It's people's souls, Steve. Uh, you got them it. them out of the ditch. You got it. And, essence, and he who winneth souls is wise. Do you think that thought is even crossed? Now, listen, I want to share something. For the men of God who are listening into this conversation, they are pastors and you're preaching the gospel, there is no higher respect on earth that I could attribute to anyone than God bless you. To those of you who are intercessors, I say this. No one realizes that when Jesus chooses a person to be an intercessor, he shares his heart with them because there is no greater Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for the saints, okay? Isn't that cool? Amen. I mean, so intercessors are gifted. They're, they have the charismata. They, are, they have the charisma. And I'm not talking about, gee, everybody likes them because they're such a wonderful person. That means a grace gifting. Bruce, the most important thing I could tell people tonight is when they go to bed tonight or quit uh, listening to us, and, you know, you kept me for two and a half hours, and I, I forgive you. I'm just God kidding. bless you, brother. Yeah, <laughs> two and a half hours. The thing is to ask God for discerning of spirits and to give them the fear of the Lord. Because when the fear of the Lord, which is a function of the Holy Spirit, you cannot have an intellectual fear of the Lord apart from the Holy Spirit. Most people don't even know personally the Holy Spirit, you know. Uh, they just don't. And the gifts of the Spirit are given by God as God sees it to help us, okay? How about the gift of faith? How about being able to be the one that lays the hands on that person that gives them the miracle of health, restoration, a new heart, a new life, you know? I mean, I so long for that day because, Bruce, I'm tired of being a historic hypocrite. By that I mean, I know what Jesus said, the greater things than these shall you do because I go to my Father, you know? Amen. And it's a perplexing thing to me. And Derek Prince said, deliverance before healing. And I understand. I understand what he meant by that because it takes a level of faith to enter into the deliverance realm. And I've got to share something with you. If Bruce talking about deliverance or I'm talking about deliverance upsets you, in any way, shape, or form, it means you need deliverance. I'm telling you, point blank. Uh, I've got in Montana, did you ever get a hold of John Kyle? Oh, no, sir. Uh, Remember I I'm, told you you should get a hold of him? That's in right. In Montana, we have one of the most, and Bruce, you need to get a hold of him. If I tell you, I'm sorry, this isn't to correct you, but if I tell you that this guy's got the goods, he's got the goods, okay? Man, I'm, I'm writing a note down right now. Um, his name is John K Kyle, K-Y-L-E. Yeah, I think I sent you his email or his email address and stuff, you know. Uh, it's called The Beacon Church, John K-Y-L-E. I'll email you his number, okay? Awesome. But probably he and his wife are two of the most, in my opinion, okay, wonderful uh, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they really have the goods. And I can tell you this, they blessed me in such a way. I ran into them one day when I was going through the hell period of my life. The last six months have really been tough. 
and they so blessed me that the Spirit of God came upon me outside of a little restaurant, you know, and those yes. guys ministered life to me, and if they ever are listening to this, God bless you, John. God bless you. And, and seriously, I mean, you see, listen, no one ever contacted or came into contact with Jesus that they ever left the same. And that's why I don't believe in silly conversions, you know. I'll listen to a man that's gone through hell or a woman that's gone through hell and still has, has her faith, okay? Those are the people I want to link and sync with. The armchair, you know, go to church an hour and then fight over what day is the Sabbath, you know, good night. I've got enough copies of the Great Controversy by Seventh-day Adventists to even surprise them. The Sabbath is not a day. It is a person. The book of Hebrews says, however, brethren, there remaineth the Sabbath. How be it that so few find it, okay? Amen. Jesus said he's Lord of the Sabbath, right? You got it. And when, how about this? Acts 18, what, 28? In In him we live and move and have our being? You know? Amen. The Lord himself is our peace. The peace of God means literally the Sabbath of God, you know? You see, I mean, can I say this? Oh, that we would have have teachers, and the only way I know is to seek for it as a great treasure hidden. I'll tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know the uh, amazing revelation of the God you, you've never been presented from his word, Go to Custance.org, C-U-S-T-A-N-C-E.org, or Derek Prince Ministries, and it may be DerekPrinceMinistries.com. You may have to Google it. Uh, I forget it right now. But, uh, you know, the point is, oh, I want to clarify. I just, it came to me. The first 200 fallen angels came to Mount Hermon, okay? Mount oh, really? Hermon. That's, and that's in uh, Jordan. Wow. So it's interesting because Baalbek, okay, B-A-A-L-B-E-C-K, uh, is the, it's not what's on top of the surface, Bruce. All the real history is what lies beneath the scene ruins, okay? I've been telling people that. We can't go there. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I've spent 35 years of my 38 years as a Christian as an investigator, as a prolific reader. I used to write newsletters. Those of you uh, listening to me, some of you used to get my old newsletters. I'm one of the four guys that started the survival movement. I'm not flattering myself or anything. I'm just telling you, I've been in this. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. And I can tell you point blank, do people have... time to prepare, yes. Lindsey Williams on Coast to Coast, or not Coast to Coast, but on, uh, oh, good night. Uh, Alex Jones said, spend your money, get the stuff you need. People are saying to me, well, if I've got an increase in gold, should I buy my prep items? Absolutely. Do not pay off mortgages. Get out of your IRAs, 401ks, and keos. Those of you that call me a liar, shame on you. The destruction of those lives that you kept from being able to get out of harm's way, may the Lord deal with you according to your uh, foolishness. I'm serious about that, Bruce. The time of Ananias and Sapphira is coming again, okay? And and the people that feign to know the Lord Jesus, be very careful, ladies and gentlemen, who you link to. I can tell you from firsthand experience that, uh, you know, uh, pray that the Lord will give you better friends than you choose for yourself. Because as one who basically had a tendency to trust everyone, now I trust no one except those I know in the faith and in the spirit, you know. And when people um, stick with you through the darkest times of your life, and they never abandon you, those are the people you trust. The ones who criticize uh, you are Job's friends. Steve, uh, years ago, you had one of the, well, it wasn't a long time ago, but you had one of the largest uh, survival companies in America called SafeTrack. 
Yes, sir. Uh, for people listening right now that uh, would like to make some of these preps, do you still have contacts that you can put them in contact yeah, I, with? Yeah, I still sell, you know, Alpine Air food and stuff, but I, I also have different companies I'll recommend to people, you know. Probably one of the best companies out there is my friend Steve Cyros, MRE Depot, MREDepot.com. Uh, a great company. He's got some of the best service, and we ship your stuff. It's in brown plastic, so no one can read any boxes, you know. Okay. And it's called MREDepot.com. Wow. Give your contact information out again, Steve. Sure. People can get a hold of me on the phone, 406-586-4840. If they want to call me on the metals over the weekend, uh, you send me your email with your phone number. I'll call you. I'm the only guy, Bruce, that, and, and let me share this. People don't understand this. I'm not a little dealer in Montana. I sell some of the the larger uh, platinum and palladium deals. Uh, you know, the people, it, it doesn't matter to me. You know, we do have a 20-ounce minimum of silver. That's because of shipping, you know, and uh, I, can, I can get anybody anything. It's just what price. People who are price shopping are already defeated because they'll get sold a bill of goods. I'll give you an example. guy bought $100,000 with the silver from one of my competitors. I was 25 cents higher. He hasn't gotten his silver after six weeks. He doesn't know if he'll ever get his silver. Got was it worth 25 cents? No, sir. And uh, what about the people who invested in Perth Mint? Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. You're trained to trust others with your money. They work overtime to earn that trust, and then you give it to them, and it's like this. If I said, I'll give you 50% return on your money, send me a million bucks. There are people who probably send me a million bucks. I'd take the million bucks, give them $500,000, and I'd be gone. Guess what? I just got half their money. That's what works in these schemes. If you, you don't know? have it in your hand, you don't have it in your hand, folks. Uh, don't trust yep, and, anybody. And you got to touch it. Well, listen, Bruce, I'm about hammered, my brother, and I'm I'm just been gone all day, and I was, uh, you know, up all night. So I've got to say goodbye, and I want to, I just want to say this again. I love you. I am so happy to have uh, been able to help you, and I got to tell you, I'm grateful for the mantle that God has given you. You are a faithful servant. You have been one of the most wonderful friends, and you've got a servant's heart, Bruce. Nobody have I ever met, and I'm not saying this to blow any wind. I fear God too much to flatter any man, but i got to tell you something. You are a rare individual, and that's why I did your show. I turned down, and I'm not saying whoopee. I just don't want to do it anymore, and you know that, okay? But because of you and because of your love for the people, and you want to save, uh, you want to present them to Jesus, let them be saved by his blood, I would not resist you, okay? But I got to tell you, Bruce. Praise God for you, brother. Um, Folks, there's a ton of people tuning in right now. I want everybody to put Steve and his family on their daily prayer list. Lift up Steve in your prayers. Ask God to loose angels to surround him. We need Steve around because he's one of the few voices left that will not pull any punches, that will put his life on the line to get us this information I hear that we need. Uh, and we're Bruce, praying for you, brother. Thank you. Uh, Steve, before you go, i got two more requests. <laughs> Very quickly, would you tell us um, a little bit um, what, what books uh, do you have out in print right now that people can order? Well, I would tell them the two most important books that I think they should buy that will absolutely help them to understand what's going to come against them. And if they don't, they're in trouble. I mean that. 
I'm my own worst salesman, but they should get Genetic Armageddon and Aliens and Fallen Angels. Aliens and Fallen Angels is the sexual corruption of the human race puts giants, UFOs, and everything into perspective, and Genetic Armageddon tells you exactly what's getting ready to happen. For those of you that don't understand the weather wars that are taking place, weather wars uh, are, is one of the best books written of its kind, and I have those. You can get those by calling us at 406-586-4840, or you can go on my website, stevequail.com, and order them online. Okay, praise God. Uh, i got one other question. We've been asked, uh, is it possible to still get monster boxes of the silver? Yes, now that's a good question. A monster box is 500 silver rounds. The mint raised the price of those 30%, the premium, so I think today they're 28 bucks a piece. So each monster box of silver rounds would be 14,000 bucks. Now that's silver that's never been touched by human hands. It's still in the. Yeah, they come sealed in a big green plastic box. They come uh, 25 tubes of 20, and I have access to. You know, probably well, a couple hundred of those boxes, okay? But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I can't tell you when it's going to happen, but you've got to know that all of the cyber warrior stuff that's coming out of the Pentagon and all the releases, they're telling you what's going to happen. But people still, Bruce, don't get it. And the day, that's why I chose that time, the day or the title for my, you know, quick posting. If you have not read my alerts, ladies and gentlemen, go read them and take them to the Lord in prayer. The day the earth stands still. I remember giving a prophecy a number of years ago, and it was simply this. The Lord says, my people have uh, too many things preoccupying their time. I'm going to bring everything to a complete halt. Then they will call upon me and realize there are no answers apart from me. Wow. Amen. Uh, folks, uh, go to stevequell.com. That's Q-U-A-Y-L-E.com. That's where I go to get my information every day. It's the best site on the Internet for the news behind the news. Get a hold of Steve if you'd like to uh, contact him about um, investing in some silver and gold. Get a hold of the books that we mentioned. Steve, will you close in prayer, brother? Sure, I would. And by the way, I just got an email from somebody saying, what's the right way to pray? My answer is, like you'd talk to Jesus if he's sitting right in the chair, you know. I'll tell you what, you know, when you see Jesus, I'm just telling you this, ladies and gentlemen, it's worth it. It's worth everything you'll have to go through, everything you've had to go through, because I cannot put into words how wonderful he is. And, you know, I can only say this, come meet the man that changed my life so dramatically There is no special way to pray, just honestly and from the heart. But once you prayed, start thanking him for it. So many people pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, and they pray in unbelief. Pray once and then thank him until the the answer to your prayer manifests. Well, Father, I commit everyone into your hands tonight, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity to once again see the hand of Almighty God move on the hearts of his people. Lord, I pray that, you know, your word says, Lord, that all who call upon the name of the Lord would be delivered. I pray, Lord, that everyone who has heard anything and everything I've said tonight will take it to you in prayer. I ask that you hide your remnant, Lord, in the secret place of the Most High. I ask that you'll give dreams and visions, Lord, tonight to those who have listened to me. I ask, Lord, that you'll make Scripture come alive. I ask that you'll give answers to prayers that have been prayed for a long time. I ask, Lord, that you'll bless Bruce and what he's doing and raise up mighty men and women who won't back down in the face of all the gurgle, vomit, and sounds and howling of the devil. 
Lord, I pray that once again, Lord, your people would understand that they, it's too late to pray for this country because this country no longer believes you, wants you, or serves you. But they're to pray for individuals. They're to call out unto you, Lord. And your word says in a mighty way, Call unto me, and you, the living God, will show us great and mighty things that we know not of. Lord, I ask you to supernaturally heal. Give a miraculous intervention to Sue Bradley, a miraculous intervention to Steve and Romy Zaret, Lord, a miraculous intervention to Jim P. Lord, I pray for supernatural attenuation of their lives, Lord. I pray a blessing upon J.D. and, and Jenny, Lord. I pray a supernatural hand upon Bill T., Lord. These are people, God, that have given so much. I ask that you bless my friend Liz D., Lord. I ask that you uh, bless Liz E., Lord. I thank you for every intercession, Kathy in Utah and all of them, Lord. I ask that you bless them, Lord, and that literally you said if we would set our hearts upon you, you would show us great and mighty things that we know not of. Again, Lord, I ask that you make everyone of your remnant invisible to the evil, and I pray, Lord, that you will hide everyone in the secret place the Most High that calls upon your name. Lord, I pray for the backsliders, that they would come to you willingly saying, Lord, I screwed up. God, I screwed up big time. I screwed up on retro rockets, yet you forgave me, Lord. And your word says to them who are forgiven, or forgiven much, they love much. And, Lord, I, that's true. And, Lord, I just thank you that, Lord, you'll bless Bruce. You'll keep him from all harm. Lord, that you'll protect him. Lord, I thank you for sending your warring angels around him. And that you'll raise up men and women of great faith to stand with him in the ministry you've called him to. And, Lord, I don't know. Lord, I really don't. I don't know from one day to the next. But I pray for those, Lord, that have been delinquent in their talents and their uh, that which you've given them. They've been afraid to do anything. I pray you break the spirit of fear off them and let them take back their their financial lives. You call it the unrighteous mammon, so that they can learn that once they're free of that fear, they're free of the fear and they can step into the true riches that you have for them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that there be wise virgins listening tonight. I pray everyone will go out and get an extra dose of oil, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for faithfulness. God, we all need to be faithful. And, Lord, faithful unto the end. Thank you, God, for your mercy. Thank you for your redemption. But more than anything, Lord, thank you for Jesus. Thank you so much for Jesus, the Son of the Most High God. And thank you for the Spirit of God, Lord, which is the Comforter, which comes to give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but also, Lord, to convict us of our sin. Lord, I pray for the greatest gift I can pray for anybody listening to this show tonight, that you grant them the gift of repentance, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm Steve. Steve, uh, from the chat room, people wanted me to tell you they love and appreciate you. I do, too. And uh, we're praying for your brother. And um, I want to say God bless you for staying on in overtime tonight. And it was a real honor and pleasure to have you on tonight. And I hope I can have you back again real soon, brother. Bruce, i got to tell you something. I would love to, but probably not. You know, this is, And I don't say that. It's just that I, I really don't. Uh, and, and, I, and please understand this, everybody. I will do whatever the Lord tells me to do. But at this point, I really don't know that we've got that much time. I'm not making this up. I'm not grandstanding. And somebody said, well, why don't you put up the red screen? Because God hasn't told me to. And I would say this. 
you know, it may be impossible for me. So the, you're, the thing you better do is go to the living God to find out what you're supposed to do. Because I'm having is the same problem everybody else is, Lord, what am I supposed to do? But he will lead us. He will guide us. He will protect us. He will provide for us. He is the great shepherd, Bruce, and I love him. And I know you do. And thank Amen. God he'll let us share his love for us and our love for him with everyone who he wants to welcome into the flock. Amen. And if you came in late tonight, uh, this program will be up on MP3 and also iTunes in about 10 minutes. Uh, Love and appreciate you, Stephen. I'll talk to you again soon, brother. Bye-bye. God bless you. Folks, that was Steve Quill. Uh, If you tuned in tonight, listen, this was uh, history in the making. Um, I've known Steve for a number of years, and uh, I never thought I was going to be able to get him on because Steve does not do interviews um, other than for Coast to Coast. I'll tell you. He's a busy man. Uh, he's been there and done that, and uh, I don't even know when he gets sleep. I'll just be honest with you, uh, because he he stays awake into the wee hours of the morning when the markets are uh, open over in Japan and these other countries. He's analyzing the trends. He's got people in the back channels calling him with information, and he has to filter all this. He's a human filter for the news. Um, so, uh, you know, this was history in the making to get him on tonight. I, I praise God for Steve, and... Uh, I would ask that you would lift him up in prayer. And, folks, um, if you enjoyed this program tonight with Steve Quill, write him in and tell him so, and maybe we can get him back. <laughs> uh, Steve777 at stevequill.com. Um, I've got about uh, 16 more minutes remaining, and, uh, man, this is a record night. Uh, we hit over 400 people in the chat room alone. Uh, I wanted to share a word with you. Um, some of you may have heard it on a previous broadcast, but... Literally about a week ago, uh, I'm sleeping, and uh, I was awoken, and uh, I looked at the clock, and it was a little bit after 3 a.m. Now, uh, for those of you who have been awakened at 3 a.m., you know the importance of that. Uh, one of two things typically happens if you're awoken around 3 a.m. Either you're under a demonic attack, okay, at which point you need to plead the blood of Jesus over you and uh, do some spiritual warfare, or God's trying to get your attention. And uh, this particular night, uh, I woke up and... My first impulse was, well, I think I'm probably on a demonic attack because, you know, we do a lot of shows on deliverance. In fact, uh, tomorrow night, fireworks go off. Uh, every Saturday night, it happens just like that. We have the School of Deliverance at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and I have Dr. Pat Holliday on. And what we do is uh, she teaches on spiritual warfare, how to defend yourself, um, and then we open the lines. And every week without fail, we've had people call in. Uh, seeking deliverance. We had a gentleman last week uh, who was a warlock. Um, he would dig bodies up and take their skulls. We prayed for him, cast out demons. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Time after time, uh, God shows up. Jesus Christ shows up, and uh, he delivers the captive. And uh, if you're fighting with something uh, and you need deliverance, tune in on Saturday nights, and uh, we'll call. You can call in. We'll pray with you. Uh, you can be set free in Jesus' name, because remember, deliverance is a children's bread. So, But back to my story. I'm awakened, and uh, I thought it was a demonic attack, so I just started to pray. And I, basically what you do is just plead the blood of Jesus over you. I said, you know, I plead the blood of Jesus over me. I ask God that you would loose angels down right now, come over here and circle my apartment. Uh, I bind any hexes, vexes, curses, and spells that have been sent against me. I bind any witchcraft attack, any demons. I command them to go back to where they came from. Sevenfold in Jesus' name. Return to sender. And I laid back down and went to sleep. Well, next night comes along and 
I heard something that sounded like a Morse code. I mean, I'm a light sleeper. And literally, I woke to beep, 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 coming through one of my computer speakers. I said, what the heck's that? Well, I woke up, and I said, wait a minute, it's uh, 3.10 in the morning, second night in a row. So I said, well, maybe God's trying to speak to me. So I went and reached for my sword, the Word of God. I opened up the King James Bible. And, you know, God will speak to you, folks, out of his Word. Nothing is impossible with God. Now, yeah, he can speak to you through dreams, visions. He'll even speak to you through prophets. Um, he'll speak to you through his word. The The Holy Bible will talk to you. And so I just let it fall open, and lo and behold, it fell right open to Isaiah 13. And if you happen to have your word with you, you want to turn with me, uh, if you go and look at Isaiah 13, uh, it's about the burden of Babylon, the destructive day of the Lord. And so I, uh, I read uh, some of the verses, and uh, it's not a pretty picture. Uh, what happens to Babylon? Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees excellently, shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It shall never be inhabited again. Um, folks, it's a picture of America, Babylon. Now, I went back to sleep, and uh, before I did, though, I, I reached over and hit my laptop and turned on the, the Bible on CD. I have the version by Max McLean. Uh, you know, great uh, English theater voice. I went over and went to Isaiah, and I just hit play. It should have started at Isaiah 1, but uh, it started to play at Isaiah 13. What's the chances of that? Impossible odds. No, it was God speaking to me, and he confirmed his word that uh, he was trying to focus me on Isaiah 13. I went to sleep. I awoke to Jeremiah 50 and 51 playing. So in other words, the Bible had kept on playing. If uh, you have ever done any study on end-time prophecy, you'll know what I mean when I said Jeremiah 50 and 51. Um, for those of you who have never heard of Demetri Dudeman, Demetri Dudeman was uh, a man that uh, smuggled more Bibles into Russia and Romania probably than any other man that ever lived. And uh, God had a powerful anointing on this man's life. He was sent to uh, the United States, to California, and he went around the country with his 12-year-old uh, grandson, Michael Boldea, of Hand of Help, and he would interpret for Dimitri because Dimitri only spoke uh, Russian and Romanian. And God showed him a vision of what was coming on America, nuclear, biological, chemical attack. He even mentioned the cities. And uh, God said, I'm going to destroy the cities because they're as uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was. He mentioned cities like uh, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Los Angeles, the Florida Key area, around New Orleans area. Uh, then you have other prophets of God, Jonathan Hansen, who saw seven locations in the States hit with the NBC attack. You've had um, Henry Groover saw the subs attack. Uh, another vision that uh, Dimitri saw was Red Dawn invasion. He said there's going to be a civil war in America, and while the government is busy tending to it, uh, there are Russian Spetsnaz troops that have infiltrated the country. They're going to go after the nuclear power plants, and then... Uh, from the southern border, you're going to have Mexico, Cuba, Nicaragua, and Central American countries invade, Red Dawn style. Folks, this country's toast. Okay, and God always brings a warning before he brings judgment. Now, I'm not telling you this to give you a spirit of fear, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. The only one you need to fear is God. But God is waking us up in these last days. He's getting ready to shake this earth and shake the heavens. Now, I knew what Jeremiah 50 and 51 was all about because I'd heard the prophecy of Demetri Dudeman. 
And Dimitri said, God, if you want me to go and give this warning, you're going to have to show me in your word where it's referencing America because people won't believe me. And I won't preach the warning if you don't uh, give me a word. God said, if you want to know where America is in end-time prophecy, go read Jeremiah 50 and 51 and Revelation 18. And when you see Babylon, insert USA. It talks about Babylon, the daughter of Babylon, and the Chaldeans. America's toast, folks. It has turned its back on God, and I don't have time to go into all the reasons why judgment is falling. But I will tell you, this country will not be saved. Prophecy will be fulfilled. People can save and be saved, and families can be saved. That's why we're doing this program tonight, to wake up um, those that have ears to hear. While you can still do something, okay? Number one, you need to get your spiritual house in order. When God gave me this warning, it was not a wake-up call that I wanted to hear again, because I've known this was coming for some time. I was hoping we had more time. Now, God did not give me a date, but I sent this email out to several men of God that I knew, men and women of God. And uh, I had Rick Wiles of True News write me back. We're going to have him on next week. He said, man, that was a confirmation for the word that the Lord gave me. I said, well, what did God give you? And he said, God gave me Haggai. And he went on to give me the verse in Haggai, and it's a direct match with Isaiah 13. A great shaking is coming, folks. You're going to wake up one day, very soon, maybe even in the next few months. We just don't know. And the whole world's going to be upside down topsy-turvy. We had better get our houses in order. Okay, we need to draw close to God. Okay, we need to make sure that uh, we're covered in the blood of Jesus and we're ready to meet the Lord. Uh, Time is ticking, and it's running out on all of us. And what we're going to do, we need to do quickly, because uh, there are plans at foot to destroy the economy, okay, to drop the borders and invade us, Red Dawn style, and put Americans into captivity. And remember something, judgment starts first in the house of the Lord, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, where do the sinner and the ungodly appear? God is going to judge the American church. Okay, we don't get out of here on the first point out, folks. That's why the word says in the last days there's going to be a great falling away before Jesus Christ can return. The Antichrist will be revealed. And go read Matthew 23. Before Jesus Christ can return, they're going to deliver you up to the death. Okay, uh, there's only a couple ways out of this, folks. And for most, okay, they're not watching and praying. So that it doesn't come on them as a thief of the night, they're going to end up in the FEMA concentration camps, which are in this country. The point I'm trying to make here is if you have any hope to survive, what is coming? Okay, you better get into the Word of God, get into your prayer closet, Start praying and fasting, and ask God what he would have you to do. And God can wake you up like he did me the other day, and uh, you know he can tell you what to do. Not everybody's going to have the same instructions. You know, the, the general rule of thumb is if you're in a major city, get out of the major cities, because they're going to have a clampdown. Okay, I had a guy with the National Guard tell me that uh, when 911 happened, he was put on red alert, and they almost had him shut down the whole Atlanta metro area. And they've got plans in place right now to shut down all major cities within three hours. And that means no way out of the major cities. Now, if God has told you to stay where you're at, then stay there. The safest place to be is in the center of God's will. And God will protect that which is his. Okay, there are some of you out there that uh, don't even have a job right now. Don't have two uh, nickels to rub together. Okay, well, God will provide for you too. 
I wish I was in a better financial situation right now. Uh, and the economy has hit a lot of us hard. And we're praying for those out there who have written in and uh, they have no jobs right now that God will open the door for a job. You do what you can do, and having done all, stand, okay? And if you're one that is out there, God has blessed with an opportunity to still do something, okay, well, it's more blessed to give than to receive. I think that the uh, the best insurance policy for hard times is give to the poor. Bless the widows, the orphans. Bless Israel. Okay, God is not a man that he should lie, but he watches over his word to perform it. Okay, and if you have lent to the poor, it's as if you have lent to God and God will repay. That's my number one uh, investment advice for making it through hard times, blueprint for survival through the hard times. Bless the poor. Okay, um, put back... Um, some food if you can. Uh, you have some to share with your neighbor. Go to the Lord in prayer and ask him what he would have you to do. And when all that runs out, well, we will be relying on the Lord for some manna. He can do that. Or he can do like the widow woman in Elijah's time. He can take the little bit that you have left and multiply it. You know, like the, the bowl of spaghetti that didn't run out for days with David Ills. Unleavened Bread Ministries, great ministry of God. Uh, for those of you that have never heard of Omega Man Radio, God has called me into the ministry. We've done 100 shows basically in three months' time. And uh, our official website is omegamanradio.com. Uh, we're doing uh, several shows a week now. We will be getting up to a nightly show again as God continues to open the doors. And uh, I'm able to bring on more guests. But uh, our call is uh, to preach the gospel, um, cast out devils in Jesus' name, and lay hands on the sick that they shall recover. And we're seeing some real powerful fruit. We're seeing witches and warlocks get saved. We're seeing people get set free of demonic spirits, get filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're seeing people healed. And, uh, folks, we're just vessels, okay? It's Jesus Christ that does the miracles, the Father and the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've just got to be willing to be obedient and do what he asks us to do, and we're going to make it. Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's the key. Okay, get into your prayer closet, get the Word of God out, dust it off, and start praying and reading the Word. Ask God what He'd have you to do. And then as uh, you're able to, help others. Help pluck them out of the fire. So um, I want to um, encourage you to get very serious. God gave me a wake-up call last week. Uh, time is short. I don't think we have a lot of time left. This could be the uh, the year where we see the fall of America in the fall. You know, there is a verse that says the summer has ended, the harvest is over, and we were not saved. Uh, there's many voices of, in this hour. Vincent Xavier, New Wine Ministries, uh, that's been sounding the alarm. David Ills, Unleavened Bread Ministries. God told him to get off of the uh, the Florida coast and go north. Um, there's a reason gold and silver is going up, folks. Things are dying in our economy. It's not going to get any, any better. Even Tony Robbins before he took his private jet over to Fiji, sounded the alarm that the uh, Wall Street market is not coming back. Don't be fooled, okay? So uh, we will give you alerts as we have them, um, and uh, we'll be on the air as long as we can. Uh, there is a day coming where the Internet's going to be shut down, and I want to say uh, God has opened the door that uh, we're going to be on shortwave effective October 31st, WWCR. You can go to our website, omegamanradio.com, for some updates on that, or you can go visit me at Facebook, uh, Facebook Omega Man Radio. Um, get in touch with me. Uh, if I can help you at all, I will. Uh, we'll put you in contact with uh, with uh, people that are in the know 
with these shows for as long as we can. And uh, tune in tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to have Dr. Pat Holliday on. This is a show that you don't want to miss. If you need prayer, uh, we'll have the open lines tomorrow. The number to call in will be 917-889-2745. And you can get us at this same website that you're listening to from tonight or directly to MegamanRadio.com. At that, I've got one minute left. God have mercy. Three hours just uh, flew by. Um, Thank you for coming in tonight. Let Steve know that you enjoyed his program. Maybe we'll be able to get him back on. Uh, God bless you, and uh, I'll see you again tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to operate in the three ministry of Jesus Christ and take evangelism, deliverance from demons, and miracle healing to the world. If you would like to partner with us, you can support this work by donating any amount online at OmegaManRadio.com. Join us in an all-out attack against the hosts of hell. It's time to deliver a death blow to the enemy and take back territory for Jesus. Tell a friend and support Omega Man Radio.